and welcome to the Computer Games Show. My name is Sean Bell. I am joined by Matthew Murray. Hello. James Farley is still on holiday. I think he's actually having an all right time now, isn't he? Yeah, Matt? he, he seems to enjoy us... much more than much more than usual. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to ease the transition, however, we've got um, into the guests that we've got this week. Uh, one of them is still called James, but he is James Carter from Kane and Rince. I, I will answer to James, though, if that helps. We'll still we'll just call you James, and everyone will get confused. It's fine. Absolutely. Um, and on top of that. We thought we'd go for a, a full-on invasion. We've also got Darren Gargett. <laughs> the other idiot. Here I am. Hello. I'm yeah, waving hello. at the laptop, uh, but it still doesn't work. doesn't matter how many times as, as is customary, because obviously, you know, normally you do cane and rinse where you're not allowed to swear. Is there anything you want to say now? Oh. Get it out of your... You know, get out your system. I, I have and you, just been and listening to the prodigy, so I'm ready to swear. I just don't know when it's going to pop out. Right? <laughs> I'm, I am aggro to the top of my head, so yeah, be careful. <laughs> do, 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 um, do you guys not even swear on like the Patreon exclusive podcast? I assumed we're it, not yeah. invited. That's on what that. the extra time is. Yeah, they they get it down to two hours by just taking <laughs> the swears out. <laughs> no, it's uh, it is quite a thing now. Like you, you just get into the groove of not swearing. It's quite easy not to swear, and once it's all set, like the environment's set by the host, you know. So if he doesn't swear or she doesn't swear or whatever, then generally we don't swear. But if one of you two let off a little fart or a little, you know, what I mean, we we are going to start swearing. <laughs> so it's up, it's up to you two, really. You got to set. It's, not, it's, it's always like we're, we're not forcing you to do it. I mean, there isn't like a minimum quota of c words you've got to hit tonight. Mm. We'll see. Humps. It's funny, isn't it? Because you think, like, going into a, a Kane and Rinse recording, you sort of think to yourself, like, oh, no, this is going to be really difficult. But actually, all it means is you just don't start every other sentence with fucking <laughs> dot, dot, dot. And it's <laughs> like, it really doesn't cost you anything to not swear, yeah. but I can't help it. Sometimes you right. just can't help uh, it. Yeah. Um, housekeeping. This bit will be relatively short this week because we already had our live show at Res last week. We did. Um, well, we did. It went pretty well. I thought. I mean, we just basically, obviously, Dave came on stage and we just let him, like, basically, you know, spread his feathers out and, you know, trot around yeah. the stage for about 20 minutes. Just, you know, really slagged us off and all the episodes yeah, you, done without him. You respectfully um, stood back, let, you know, let him have his, his moat in the limelight <laughs> again. You know. Yeah, well, why not? It was, was going to happen, wasn't it? Uh, but no, it was, it was, yeah, it was a really good day. It was fucking knackering. I think. We're not going to try and do that in one day in future, are yeah, we? Yeah, it's that tough. Was... And, 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 and as you said, and as we've said, like we've been to Res before, and it feels like, yeah, mm. you could probably get around everything in a day, but actually doing yeah. that is much is much harder yeah. than <laughs> it seems. It's much nicer to take two days to cover the whole thing yeah. rather than like getting up ridiculously early, rushing around, then you've got a show at the four o'clock. Uh, so it was a bit of a mad rush. It's a, it a great, it's great to go again and great to the yeah. live show, but it was, uh, it was well knackering, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it was a really good day. And obviously, thanks to everyone that showed up for it. It was I'm pretty sure. I think we filled the room, more yeah, or less. Yeah, there was like a couple think, of seats at yeah. the back, maybe. A couple empty. of chairs here and there. But yeah, um, thanks to everyone who came to the show. Thanks to everyone who came to the, yeah. like, the meet afterwards uh, in in uh, in the Minories. Uh, yeah, it's it awesome to see everyone. It was. I had, in the, <laughs> in the Minories, I had a Hunter's Chicken Pie, which was a lot. Um, <laughs> was that your highlight of Res? <laughs> no, no, not really. Um, it was just like I don't, I don't really know what I expected. It just, it turns out when you got a dish that is like a chicken breast with like bacon and cheese and barbecue sauce, it turns out then encasing that in pastry is like is a step too far. Um, I mean, I think I enjoyed eating it, but it was, it was a lot to deal with well, how's that, I mean that sounds like all the best things and then anything you know encased in pastry is like a, is, is even better so I don't <laughs> see how that could be an issue 
it, 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 I enjoyed myself. I just I think it slowed me down for a bit afterwards. <laughs> it, it was um, quite a talk. I mean, you, you, you were sat like nearish the entrance of uh, where we all sat, and no one could yeah. go past you without saying, "Is that is that is that a massive pie you're eating?" <laughs> and you're like, "It's Hunter's chicken pie. It's a Hunter's chicken pie, everyone." Yeah. yeah. It was, it was quite a proud talking moment. point of the night. Yeah, yeah, I should have just brought that out on stage when we did the show and just been like... We, we could have bought this? a second one and put that in James's <laughs> chair. <laughs> no, in- oh, God, yeah. That was a thing a few people picked up on. So we left an empty chair on the stage. <laughs> yeah, we, just, that was- <laughs> we didn't mean to. It's just the way No, it, it wasn't out. like a funny joke. It was just like... We didn't get into the room until about 10 minutes beforehand. And because we had to set up the stuff with like the video for, for James's bit and stuff, we were worried about that. And um, yeah, so we just ended up leaving this extra chair on See, stage. Th- this um, is the sort of stuff that Dave gets irate about. That's a perfectly good joke you just you made, whether or not it was accidental. <laughs> and here you are just winding it back. Winding yeah, Dave's back. currently listening to this. I don't say anything, won't he? It does sound something <laughs> like Frank Sidebottom would do. You know, just leave a chair, just ominously just sitting there, <laughs> even if it's a, it's a joke or not. Like you say, it's just there, and then someone will pick up on it. Yeah, like you've ruined yeah, it. I, mean, I, I haven't picked up on it at all. It wasn't until. Uh, Farley seen a video saying, "How did you empty chair me?" I was like, yeah. "Oh God, we did." That <laughs> was on the stage, not on yeah, purpose. But yeah, why not? So you, your pie, in terms of controller size, what what, what would you yeah. liken it to? Like We're an Xbox Duke? Uh, it was it was Duke size. Yeah. yeah. If you if you took the Duke and made it more, it was like square. Um. So yeah, yeah, it was like Duke Unbelievable. proportions. Nice. It, was, Good work. it was ludicrous. Um. Sorry, I said this bit would be short, didn't I? Um, <laughs> streaming yeah. every week. We stream computer games for a, a small amount of money. Um, Farley's not here, as we've mentioned. Um, but yeah, every Sunday, Matt is streaming Bloodborne at half eight. And then every Tuesday, I'm streaming a random indie game at 9pm. Sending um, me to sleep fun- every week. Cheers, guys. I, is that in a nice that, way? That, or that is a compliment, honestly. I, I, okay, I'm well okay. into these streams, right? I'm all over it, and I love the little chat that goes on. But at some point, I know it's going to send me to sleep. Usually when Matt's like on his 15th death on Bloodborne, I'm just like, okay, he's going for the same bit again. Or when you've just got into <laughs> Bloodborne your... Bloodborne isn't a relaxing go-to-bed stream. I mean, oh, like, mate, you know, some you, of my... You don't know what I'm like... doing just before it. And then uh, there's... Um, and then there's... <laughs> it's, when, it's when us lot get into the, like the chatty bit during an indie game where we've kind of gotten over the um, the initial, hey, it's a new indie game kind of thing. And then we're just chatting, mm-hmm. and the, the, you know, it's all just like, you know, breeze talking and stuff and then that's when I just drift off to sleep and it's great and then the phone's really the phone's really hot next to my head and I think one day I'm going to get some sort of cancer (laughs) (laughs) it does seem to be a thing with my streams that like after sort of half an hour in everyone's basically just chatting amongst themselves (laughs) (laughs) especially the the match (laughs) 20 minutes of working out what the uh, mechanics are and like okay once everyone's understood they go back to the conversations whilst uh, whilst uh, Sean's playing yeah yeah, it's a social occasion more than anything yeah. else. But also, you do have you you appear to have like chosen games every week where there's always at least one good like track in 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 the soundtrack. And so yeah, that's like, true. Oh, this is a great one this week as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, if you've been enjoying the streams, or even if you're not watching them at all, but you would like to support us, um, you can subscribe to us on Twitch, um, which you can either do by paying money, but hardly anyone does that, which is fair enough because if you've got an Amazon Prime account. Um, that means you also have Twitch Prime, which means you can subscribe to one channel for free. And it might as well be us because there's no one else on Twitch. It's just us at the moment. So do that. It's fine. Yeah, uh, it's absolutely dead on there. It's just it's just us just everywhere. Going yeah, every category, I mean, it's, it's just us at the top. Yeah, it's nice to support an up-and-coming platform, really, isn't it? It's, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's dead, it is dead on there. 
Uh, right, feedback, man. Let's get into it. Yeah, we, we obviously had loads of um, uh, positive feedback about the live show. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm not going to read all of it, but yeah, thanks for all the messages and people saying they, they enjoyed it and also those who weren't able to make it, but they've they've seen the whole thing, uh, which we recorded uh, on my phone uh, and... Uh, the whole thing is up on a YouTube channel. So if you haven't, if you, if you weren't able to come and see it live, or you haven't already uh, heard it, uh, then yeah, please go to our YouTube, uh, go to our YouTube channel and watch the whole thing live on stage. It's well worth it. For um, mm. yeah, I mean, I, is it? I, I, you know, I'm not going to spoil it. Just watch it if you haven't already. I'm, I'm sure you know <laughs> what happens. Anyway, Adam Turner uh, tweeted 20 minutes in. Oh my god, David Turner is you legend. The real main one returns. All the team has seemed to have picked up their game. Awesome. It's like, <laughs> picked, <laughs> Thanks, uh, mate. Picked up. Pick, look, we've been picking up our game for weeks. I, I mean, if, <laughs> if anything, we're all quite tired on that day. So if anything, I was going to say, yeah, I, I was fucked. So. Yeah, well, and, and James but picked his game up by not being there and by being leaving. distracted <laughs> by loud noises around him all the time. Which exactly. was he picked his game up and took it to Shanghai. Mate. That's <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, there, there was slightly less complaining from James, only slightly, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Stansel, um, hi, gents. Uh, great show, Rez. Very funny stuff. I hope you enjoyed it too. Um, there was one particular moment, however, that made an enormous impression on me. While Dave was adding his witty commentary to James's news segment, I finally realised who it reminds me of. None other than the great Bob Mills of Games World fame, who also presented In Bed with Mortimer, pronounced Me Dinner, uh, a show in which he would um, pause TV footage and take the piss out of it in a generally lovable but arrogant manner. Not only does Dave have a similar comedic tone to Bob, he has a similar voice, and with no offence intended, he is also a man of a thousand rubbery faces. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yeah, I do agree. Yeah. This got me thinking about all the rest of the TCGS crew and their potential resemblance to late to minor late nineties British celebrities. All the best, Dan. <laughs> um, so I'm not familiar with this guy. The rubbery faces thing. I assume that is a reference to Dave's ability to alter his face rather than calling him fat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, good. Gurning and the like, sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I'm not familiar with Bob Mills. Or... No, any of you? No, no, no. no I mean, uh, I hadn't even heard. Of, I hadn't even heard of, of Gamers World in all honesty. <laughs> when I saw, when I heard that, I was like, "How?" I mean, like, I mean, it, it, when I googled him, I recognised him because he'd been on a thousand of those of I Love 1984. Like panel, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, shows where they watch clips and that, you know. Yeah. But I, that's the only thing I've seen him in. I haven't actually seen or heard of Games World. But um, yeah. But well, now, now I'm gonna look out next time. Is yeah, I love 1992. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> you'd be there. I'm gonna, Dave, I'm gonna look Dave's out for on that. the telly. <laughs> I'm gonna look out for that. Um, it, I mean, yeah. I, I can't see any sort of resemblance to any other like minor late 90s British celebrities. I mean, maybe no. Yeah. No, me neither. I can't remember enough of them, to be honest. When I think that, I just think Andy Crane. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's more late 80s, early 90s, isn't he? Yeah, probably. Which one's Terry Nutkins? Most of them guys have loads of hair, so I'm instantly out. That's true. So so you're Terry Nutkins then, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm Terry. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, I'm getting there. I'm Terry Nutkins, yeah. (laughs) Oh, fuck it. I'll be Michaela Strachan then. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) Um, last week, obviously, we uh, so on the live show we mentioned uh, the Epic Game Store because that's just something that we keep mentioning every single week. And I, this is a recurring thing, isn't it? It really is. And um, I, I asked the audience and said, you know, I've heard lots of people saying it's anti-consumer. How's it anti-consumer? Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Chris Ban 
at CSA7 has tweeted in, Hiya, excuses are of any form are to some extent anti-consumer, but in most cases these games are then available for multiple stores who can and will compete on price. The Epic Store is literally the only place you can buy X game and thus they control the price. However, console exclusivity is often to do with a hardware manufacturer funding the production of the game, whereas Epic seem to be swooping in right at the end of development and snapping up games like a greedy pelican. Uh, Athena Allen also piped up saying that yeah, she's also told us countless times, and we've also read that out countless times. I was going to say, yeah, but I feel we, like we've said still this. forgot. But, <laughs> but no, I understand Chris's point of the difference between yeah, just a a shop on the PC selling the game, and yeah, as he says, like often if um, especially with indie games, if it's a console exclusive, that usually means the console manufacturer has paid up um, somewhat. But then is that not the case with Epic as well? Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's after the fact, so, isn't it? It's like yeah. uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Microsoft bought exclusivity to and right. got a lot of stick for that, which yeah. would kind of illustrate the point if Nintendo didn't get stick for funding Bayonetta 2. <laughs> I mean, they literally paid yeah. for the game to be made and I still that's got a difference stick between it. It's a difference between, like, we'll give you millions of dollars to put this thing that you're already making just on our console versus... Yeah. This game simply will not get funded unless yeah, we put yeah. those millions in. Do you and, know what I mean? So, yeah. Slight counterpoint to kind of the notion of controlling the price is mm-hmm. Metro Exodus ended up on Epic Game Store for fifty dollars instead of sixty, which it had been to pre-order on Steam. So, oh, really, so there, there cheaper. are some cases. I've I've cherry picked a case there where I can think of where it was cheaper. They literally said they were passing on the savings they would make in terms of developer cut or the, the extra course, money yeah, they would yeah. get they were passing that on to the consumer so it doesn't always work out that being able to fix the price makes it more expensive so. yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's caused issues at the moment but with like things like metro exodus where you know it was um yeah. it was already come out on steam and then it got switched i guess that's because of the fact that these deals are being made late in the day because obviously epic game stores only been around for last like a few months, but I guess in the next like, six months, we're not. We're, these aren't these things aren't going to straddle the stores like they are now, causing issues. Yeah. It will just go straight yeah. to Epic Game Store. And, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I I, I can see why people would, would call it that, but um, I mean, sh- I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to get into it because I'll, I'll say the wrong say, thing. Yeah, we're just going to no, repeat it, ourselves, aren't we? Yeah. I, I haven't yeah, got the just... brain power for this. This and the other hot topic <laughs> of the games industry, I haven't got the brain power to <laughs> read the same. <laughs> Guff again and again and again. Like, come on, let's just move on to a different topic. Can we start hating Anthem again? Is that fine? Can we go back well, to I'll that one? Coming don't up? Worry yeah, about that'll it. be there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, good, good. Even in Jay, even in Farley's absence, that that's still coming up. Don't worry. <sighs> uh, speaking of the other um, topic in in the industry right now, Rowan uh, has emailed in. Hello, lads. I played previous Soulsborne games and I've always summoned them for bosses where possible. And I've also appreciated the ability to participate in some jolly cooperation, particularly the option to help out other people and get in-game awards and a sense of accomplishment from helping a stranger in need. Oh, this is about difficulty in games. Oh no, this is the other topic. Oh. Come on down. I <laughs> I want a good fifth. I want. I want. Yeah, Honestly, a good our, half our, our Slack has been full of this all day, and I just went. I can't. I can't do this again. I can't. Like, oh, friends arguing amongst each other. Like, stop it. Just leave it. Put it to one side. We can't fix these games. What? What can we do that can fix these games? Nothing. We can just sit here and watch from software be from software, and that's all we can do. I don't care. I've had enough. Stop it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm sick, I'm I'm sick of it. You know, I was going to say, do you want to let Matt read I, the email first? I, <laughs> Darren, I'm, 
<laughs> I'm currently 15 hours into Sekiro <laughs> and I've done the first two main bosses. At first, I bemoaned the lack of multiplayer and struggled with the game. However, the overall aesthetic and magnificent moment-to-moment gameplay kept me coming back. I've just done the second boss and haven't gone up against him for getting on for four hours. The feeling of finally mastering him and beating him was unrivaled in games. I appreciate the argument that some games should be accessible, but there's a very specific feeling that From Software want you to have and it's only possible to get that from the relentless difficulty of the boss encounters and the requirement to learn them. If given the option to summon or make the game easier, I probably would have taken it and robbed myself of the wonderful sense of achievement from overcoming a seemingly impossible obstacle. I think there's a market for these games uh, and that they benefit from their specific design choices. Whilst not for everyone, I'm glad they exist. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, fine. in, in, in <laughs> case of From Software, uh, yeah, I, I absolutely know what you mean. I mean, I, I, fam- I, you know, was doing my Dark Souls stream. I, I struggled with honesty and smoke for eight hours, and eventually summoned, and it, it totally robbed me of of the amazing feeling I've had since completing, you know, fi- you know, killing other bosses. It definitely robs you of that. And From Software games are a special, a special, a special sort of. Um, Breed it in, in that, the, yeah, the, the immense satisfaction you get from defeating and learning enemy patterns and how to defeat them and eventually overcoming the obstacles and doing it is is unrivaled in games, personally. I mean, yeah, but equally, like, I summoned loads and cheesed a few of the bosses mm-hmm. in Dark Souls. I still recognize it as, like, one of the greatest games of all time. Like, yeah, I don't I, know, like, maybe it's different because I, I wasn't there for the, the feeling of overcoming the bosses. I just, I don't know. Um. Yeah. So, brace yourself, Darren. I apologise. I'm gonna put the microphone on mute, and I'm gonna go for a poo. Okay. <laughs> see, you in about, see you in about two hours. I told right? you to two poos. But, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, Rowan took four hours to beat this second boss. I guarantee there are people who could not beat that boss at all. I guarantee there are people. Yeah. It took eight hours. I guarantee there are people that first timed that boss. Mm-hmm. Because have, since having beaten that boss, what I do is I watch some of the playthroughs of um, people who play from software games like speedrunners and stuff. I watch them after the bit of the game I've got up to um, in order to be able to see how other people did it, what stuff I missed, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I have seen people like second try this boss. Like It literally <laughs> took them five minutes to do this boss. Therefore, they didn't have to struggle to overcome that and FromSoft yeah. have failed in what Rowan says they're stated. Like I'm, I'm extrapolating here, Rowan, for, yeah. for illustrate. I'm not trying to string you out here. P- people get different amounts of resistance and different difficulty from FromSoft, the way their games are, with the kind of flat difficulty that everyone has to overcome. And equally well, if there were options to make the game... Not, I'm not even going to say easier, but to adjust the skill level required in terms of button press precision, in terms of timing, stuff that people might struggle with, identifying moves that enemies are doing. Some people can't pick up visually quick enough to be able to respond to a move. All that sort of stuff. Any one of the myriad ways in which games can be difficult. There are people for whom if they adjusted that stuff to make it for what me or for what Rowan might be a bit easier, they would still have that sense of achievement. There are Mm. then still other people who don't want the same sense. Their sense of achievement comes from exploration, understanding the game. It's not a mechanical overcoming of combat mechanics and and of difficulty in, in the combat Maybe they should be allowed to take away from the game what they want. After all, as mm-hmm. much as I'd like to have a go at him for saying it, Ebert 
talked about the fact that games couldn't be considered art because the player has too much to do with yeah. the experience. Well, another way to look at that is the player and the developer together create the art, even if it's asymmetrical or, uh, uh, you know, it's a different time. So the developer sets something up, the player plays it, and together that crafts the art. Well, that can be different things for different people. And it can also adapt to different people's abilities and what they want to get from the game, etc. Good example, I think, Burnout Paradise. Oh, yeah. I, to what you said, Matt, I, I think if the ability to restart an event, which wasn't in the game at the beginning, had been there, I worry that I would have restarted the event and it would have ended up playing more like a traditional burnout game. Whereas what happened was I couldn't restart the event. So when I got to the end of an event and failed it, I was way over the other side of the map. I picked a different event and I started to learn the map. My experience, my enjoyment came from my doing that. And I might not have if I had the ability to restart instead. However, when we talked about it on Cain and Rinse, everyone else on that um, crew that we're talking about on on the issue that we we covered it on, everyone else said no. I want I wanted that restart option there from the beginning. So who am I to to be precious about my experience and worrying that I wouldn't have the the um, integrity to protect my experience even if it makes the game slightly more difficult for myself at the expense of other people's experience yeah totally and like the like i get what rowan's saying but the point is for me is that like adding an easy mode it's not a choice between like you know oh well everyone who's playing it on normal is enjoying it this amount and then if i was to play it on easy uh you know oh well you'd enjoy it a bit less and it wouldn't be the same it's like no the absence of an easy mode means i'm not going to play it yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah because i'm not willing to put i haven't got that time to put into it yeah um so it's yeah it might not be perfect you know yeah. lowering the difficulty in in whatever ways they could but it's better than nothing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so, yeah. Anyway, can we can we never talk about this again? Yeah, oh, no, there's another sorry. question about it. Go on. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, well, uh, well. Uh, I mean, I think we can talk about it again. But uh, CSA Seven, uh, Chris spans back. When will Sean's admit he wants the government to force from software to add the easy modes to Sekiro? Mm. Fucking libertarians, man. No, Chris. <laughs> right. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is, I'm not forcing them to do anything. I'm just saying, you, you if want they to want to sell manifesto, don't you? Yeah, I'm saying if they want to sell more copies, they should add an, add an easy mode. Free market, baby. That's how it works. <laughs> and, and if they don't want to, that's absolutely fine. I'm not suggesting mm-hmm. they should have to. But yeah. Activision from software should learn to put up with this kind of criticism. And maybe they're fine yeah. with that. Maybe they're absolutely yeah. happy and that's cool. That's their mm-hmm. decision. Of course it is. Darren has actually gone, hasn't he? <laughs> I think he probably has. <laughs> I just Un- realised. Unbelievable. That wasn't a funny joke. Uh, as a guess. Uh, imagine. Yeah, that's pretty rude. But. <laughs> we can say whatever we want now at this point. Yeah. yeah. Any stories about Darren, uh, James, we can just quickly get out of it before he comes back. Um, I, I just heard Darren do a mouth fart, so I think he's still here. Oh, that was him. Okay. Darren? Always watching, like a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> like a shinobi, one that's run away for the 20th time against a flipping general. That's me, that is. <laughs> hiding in the nowhere, tree. Didn't you? Mm. Uh, um, unfortunately, we we're going to have to end this uh, feedback section with Sean doing a full and frank apology 
for yeah. what can I be described as abhorrent racism on the previous episode of the show. <laughs> I mean, let's Benj- not make too light of it too much. No, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but, uh, 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 Benjamin King um, has tweeted in. Uh, you, uh, we, what was that game? Is it Left Behind? Uh, Left- Never Alone. Never, Never Alone. alone. Yeah. Uh, Sean... Well, I'll read out tweet. For your information, the term Eskimo is typically considered offensive. When referring to indigenous groups, try to be as specific as possible. In this case, the game tells an Inupak tale. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad this was brought up because, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, a genuine blind spot for me. I mean, it probably should have occurred to me, given that I've not actually heard the term in years that maybe people are generally agreed it's not used anymore. Um, and it's been that way for years. So fuck knows how I missed that. But um, yeah, genuine apologies um, to anyone that uh, was bothered by that. Um, yeah, the, yeah, the thing yeah, is, yeah, pretty, pretty like, if I was on the ball, I would have corrected you and then been wrong. Well, I was going to say, I, I would not, have said, not to, <laughs> no, not to diminish, I, not to diminish my responsibility here. There were two other people on that recording, and and when this was point, first pointed out to me, I was like, oh shit, Matt and James must not know either. <laughs> and then D- Dave assures me that uh, you do. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, if I was on the ball, I would, have, I would have actually said, oh, no, I think you mean Inuit, but actually that yeah. would have been incorrect as well. So I would have... Um, That's true, yeah. In, in me correcting you, I would have also got it wrong. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah uh, no, uh, we're, we're, we're sorry. Uh, fuck up. We're, we're, we'll try and be better. Uh, that's it for for feedback. If you want to leave us any feedback on anything we said or done, anything Sean said uh, or done, it's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter. You can email podcast at thecomputergameshow.com. James. Uh, oh, no, wait. <laughs> yeah, James, you're now doing the news. <laughs> Have any of you guys uh, seen Lucy, the film? Yes. Yeah. 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 It's not very good, is it? No, it's like The Matrix, no. but not really. Yeah. Well, you know, so the plot is that uh, Scarlett Johansson takes an overdose of drugs or something, like recreational drugs, and then it makes her use more than 10% of her brain. It's that whole fallacy about how oh, actually we don't use most of our brain. Oh, is it like Who knows? with um, Bradley Cooper? Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, and she start like, and basically, she starts getting all these superpowers, and then by the end, she turns into like a massive, like black goo. That's right. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah like hot. attains like sort of godlike abilities, and then eventually turns herself into a little USB drive. Um, I, was like, what? Like I was not expecting it to go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you, it's you know when you said it's like limitless, kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <A little> <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> concept, maybe and then, execution, not so much. So yeah, and then it ends with yeah, this basically she's like put all this like godlike knowledge um onto a USB drive before she disappears forever because she's gone into a higher plane of existence. I'm gonna do that. Um but with the news. So <laughs> we got there. St- oh god, my, my stomach cramp, cramps up every time you start doing one of these. I think, oh where's it gonna go? Well, out of, oh my out of god. anxiety. Like, I just forgot gonna... until about halfway through that that's what was happening. <laughs> oh it's <laughs> so good. <laughs> Uh, right, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order has been fully, properly, well, not really, revealed. We've, uh, there's been a trailer for it, but it's it's a story trailer, i.e. there's no actual gameplay in it. Has anyone mm. seen this? Um, yeah, I've seen this trailer, yeah. yes. It, it looks fine. I'm, I'm happy with the setting. It's all about, um, so you play as a, a young Jedi Padawan um, just after Order, is it Order 66 yeah, has yeah, been yeah. called. Yeah. It's basically yeah, exterminate all the Jedi and you're one of the few remaining. Mm, um, sure. And it's all about you hiding, basically, which is, um, you know, they did that tweet that was like, what was the tagline? It was like, don't stand out or something. Yeah. Which or- is a weird 
it's like that seems to be like a tagline that they're running with which is a bit, a bit odd um but yes yeah, story trailer um and they just basically they confirmed some stuff um that yeah it is uh like a melee combat game it's story focused he said oh there's no microtransactions and everyone no. cheered um and it's like no don't cheer that yeah, don't, like, that's not you don't get a medal for that it's not <laughs> what are ea doing they're like look how yeah. shit we were before we're not yeah. as shit as we used to be by our game you're like no they are the defenders on. of all that is good no micro yeah. transactions and no loot box it's like no you did this in the first yeah, place exactly. this is the like bare minimum yeah. Guess yeah, what? Those games with microtransactions and loot boxes. Your games. You know, you know, yeah, but, you know those games. games we're those not Star we're not Wars any games. games. That we did. It's bizarre. It's, it's like going yeah, to bed and saying, "I didn't punch anyone today. Hooray! I'm the best." <laughs> yeah, and then going to sleep. Go but no, you should just be normal. You should just be a regular person every day today. Just be a nice person. Treat people how you want to be treated. This and that and this and that. Yeah, like yeah. we're well, not going to mess up our game this time, right? Yeah, and that's probably because Vince Sampel has told you to fuck off. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like yeah, um yeah. you guys played binary domain oh yes i haven't obviously we've heard uh, yes. lots about it very good yeah. so there's a there's a bit where a clearly underage girl sort of invites you i can't remember exactly how she phrased it but she's like oh do you want to sneak off somewhere or something and you can say yes or no and if you say no like everyone in your squad like their opinion of you improves <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> like no, the wow op- he's not a pedophile what a stand-up yeah. guy <laughs> but what a great guy what it takes yeah, my word. Um, sorry, yeah, Star Wars. Um, yeah, I mean, fine. I mean, it's a bit like obviously it's respawn. It's not going to be shit, but it's a bit weird. They're still not showing gameplay, right? So yeah. um, I, I don't know. I mean, I I, I watched trailer and it got, it got me psyched. Um, mostly because mm-hmm. you know um, I I won I've been wanting a decent single player Star Wars game for ages, mm-hmm. and yeah, this, yeah. this trailer got me got me got me got me pumped up. It had like you know it had, yeah. had awesome music. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see where where they take it. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm really really excited about this. Yeah, really excited. I, I mean, yeah, it's a shame there's no gameplay, but you know, this is it, it, you know, it, this it feels like they're probably going to tease it in the ways that in in a similar way they're gonna, you know teasing a movie. You know, we'll we'll have yeah. this, we'll have a bit of gameplay next month for we'll, because it comes out in November, doesn't it? Like fifteenth of yeah, November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not mm-hmm. even that really that far away, but maybe mm-hmm. we'll get like a small like thirty second tease before E3. We'll see gameplay E3. We'll yeah, like, <clears throat> I think there's some in, hints in the summer. of gameplay in the trailer as well, isn't there? In the same yeah, way, kind of like, running it. yeah, it's yeah, ideas, a bit of wall, stuff, wall yeah. running, force powers, obviously yeah. going to be lightsabers. There's some of that stuff is just default Star Wars, but the fact the character you seem to be playing as, yes, square jaw, square jaw, dirty blonde, wannabe Hemsworth, whatever, but. <laughs> There's enough there that that character's doing that you get some kind of idea um, yeah. of of what might be involved in gameplay. And wall running seems like a given that's put in there specifically, well, for two reasons: Titanfall and also Apex Legends. The one thing people mm-hmm. had to say about it initially was, "Oh, no wall running." Well, here you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope I sort of hope it does the thing of like, you know, because the whole point is that you you know you're in hiding and stuff. I hope they make a big deal out of like when you first use your lightsaber. I hope it's not like level one slash up some stormtroopers. Oh, yeah. I hope there's yeah, like yeah. a real build up to it. Yeah, um, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I I hope. I mean, I hope that I hope they will. But who knows? But no, yeah. I, I'm, it's it's sort of sad that it always takes them to say it's single player only, no 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 microtransactions, no loot boxes, and then it's like, yes, I can't wait for that, which is 
Exactly how it should be, but it's sad that or it took yeah. them to announce that for me to get it's really pumped. Notable, but, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just completely takes away from the fact that it is a new Star Wars game coming, and like, yeah, it's just yeah. like, oh, we're so great, we're actually doing it. And you're like, yeah, you haven't cancelled <laughs> this one. Well done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, <laughs> uh, I'm just glad one's coming out. Yeah. At this point, just the ego but, of the company is just ridiculous, man. They're, they're just yeah. stampeding over the actual fact that there's a new single player Star Wars game coming up by saying how good they're treating it. It's like, mate, just get over yeah. it. Just, just release it, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah. I'm excited. Speaking King of evil companies, oh, <laughs> Activision man. Blizzard are paying their employees to share their pregnancy data what, via what? an app. So this is a an app called Ovia, and it's for pregnant women to share information basically about how their pregnancy is going. And for every day that you check in and give it some information about how you're doing, you get one dollar. Well, you get it. It's get it via via a gift card. Um. And they're like, they've done this really weird statement about how great this is. Like, oh, because, you know, they're saying, oh, you know, it's really good because um, it gives us loads of really useful information about how, you know, how we need to treat our employees and stuff. But then it, like, goes into, oh, where is it? I'm trying to find the quote. The specific, um, yeah, it's very specific. Yeah, yeah, so, line, so, yeah. so um, this is from where is he uh, vice president of global benefits um, and he says i want them to have a healthy baby because it's great for our business experience rather than having a baby who's in the neonatal icu where she's not able to focus much on work that is like what? Oh, like you know they make a big deal about the fact that this is totally optional um like fine because you know obviously in a way it's kind of spying but if it's voluntary that's good but it's like, but have you considered that maybe like because you know maternity leave is absolute dog shit in America, maybe like women are doing this just because it's like the only way to scrape some cash back mm. for formula yeah. and nappies and all the other shit you have to pay out for? It's horrible. Yeah. It's so weird. I just no, yeah. and 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 um, Gary Dutton's tweet on this was just so on the money. It is mm. you can take all this very seriously as most uh, soon-to-be mothers do, do all of the right things and you can still end up with a, a baby that is in the NICU. Yeah, That's not anything to do with this. So if the takeaway is we want our employees to be healthy, we want to uh, encourage them to be healthy, which co- comes back to like subsidized gym memberships or um, mm. encouraging people to get involved with Fitbit and subsidizing Fitbit purchases and stuff like that. There's mm-hmm. really, you can see where this comes from a good place. Yeah. And then you, that statement is just the, the behind the scenes. Here's what the people that are putting these programs into place actually think, which is we want to keep an eye on our employees and we want to know what all of their habits are. And it starts to look like really insidious health insurance type mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. where yeah. our employees going to be like, here's the positive. You get a little bit of money on a gift card that builds up over time, etc. Where's mm-hmm. the negative? Where's the performance review where that subtly ends up influencing that side of things yeah. um, and it's really insidious awful stuff I have to say yeah, and it really is m- maybe I don't know like Activision Blizzard it's been said they pay Ovia for info maybe that info is anonymized that would be it is yeah I believe it is yeah at least then you're not targeting individuals but you're mm-hmm. still shaping employer policy and, and employee policy 
based on what comes out of this instead of thinking what's the benefit to the employees for this yeah which which yeah, could it's... could be real you know there, i'm sure there are people that use apps like this that use all manner of different apps to track health and uh fitness info especially around times like pregnancy when that stuff's important but mm. yeah as i say I, I just found it really creepy how they're like hey it's voluntary and people are doing it so it must be fine it's like yeah maybe they're just desperate because they're not yeah. getting any maternity pay and mm. like just yeah gross yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, it, it just it's it's incredibly creepy. I'm, I'm sure I saw some quote about you know making sure that you know it, that they're they're, check, they're not checking their emails or but they have got time to check their emails. But I just said if it's anonymized, they can't even do it on a employee ba- on a person to person employee ba- basis. Thankfully, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, <laughs> crazy, weird. Right, next up. Not really news as such, just a feature that is worth drawing people's attention to. So Kotaku, uh, Jason Schreer has struck again and he's done one of his in-depth interviewing loads of people at studio to find out what is going on um, at BioWare. And (laughs) the the article he's written has ended up uh, titled How BioWare's Anthem Went Wrong. Um, Now, I haven't read through the whole thing. There is a a YouTube version of it if you are short of patience and are stupid like me. Yeah, um, it's like a sort of straight in there. Yeah, wait. Um, It's like eight and a half minutes. It's going to take a half. When people say it's like a half an hour plus read, I'm like, I'm. Yeah, it's like ten thousand words or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I mean, fair play to me. Like, I I should really just sit down and read it. I always feel bad when people like, oh, you know, games journalism needs more like long read stuff, and I'm like, "Ah, I'm really impatient. Just want bullet points. Um, (laughs) yeah <laughs> um but yeah so basically i mean the the key thing the key takeaways from it are that basically no one felt there was any direction from from high up like everyone was so yeah. confused about what the game was actually supposed to be like you know everyone's like oh ea just wanted a destiny clone actually no one knew what anyone wanted like i think ea just wanted another good bioware game in yeah, fact and, and it actually, like that for years wasn't it it's only, it only really sort yeah. of came together in the last like year or two yeah, this is basically what, yeah, the game that we're playing now, you know, they keep going on, oh, it's been six years, seven years in the making or whatever. It's like, well, actually, what we're playing is only about 18 months of work, if that. Um, and yeah, and they're saying, like, actually, EA deserve a little bit of credit because they fought for things like keeping the flying in because the flying kept, mm. like, being put in and taken out and put in again. And, and EA, like, put their foot down. It's like, no, this game's got fucking flying in it because <laughs> because what is it otherwise? And And, you know, and... Yeah, even the people who are really critical of the game such as myself like that's one of the few things like yeah do you know what the flying's really cool so thank god that did stay in um but yeah just general lack of direction and the, the fact that they, no one at the studio was allowed to talk about destiny um <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah it was just like a banned um subject fuck which, off yeah just it's... absolutely mad like you know as i said all along like if this just ends up being a clone um, but with a good story, that would have been fine. And yet now I see how it's not even ended up like, yeah. managing yeah. that. It just it's sounds just... like there's someone at Bioware was really jealous at, at Bungie's success with Destiny. No, you can't this talk about it. it. It's, it's just like, instead why not? Of just, yeah, instead of just observing and, and learning from it, um, like, yeah. I don't know, maybe the, the logic is that by paying attention to it, they then risk like contaminating their own product like you know they risk copying it whereas yeah, actually yeah, yeah. if they remain ignorant maybe well they can't possibly copy it it's like yeah but you can't learn from it either like mm-hmm. yeah 
Uh, so yeah, I just yeah thought that was absolutely yeah, it, fascinating. In, in like tech tech circles, like John Rubenstein, who's like CEO of Palm, like mm-hmm. you know when Palm were decent ish like a few years ago, he said he said famously he'd never use, he'd never use an iPhone. It's like wow. well, how can you possibly yeah like yeah <laughs> try and be the best product in your field in this case like the best game in your field without actually seeing what people are doing and how you can find like your own spin on it or your own take on it and learn from. And yeah, learn from their mistakes and see where the gaps and opportunities are. Yeah, uh, just like famously, we're not going to mention that you know the, the D word. We're not going to mention that game in the studio. It's like, <laughs> oh, Jesus, f- think about it. No, because famously, like the first ever Android phone was going to be, um, it was like a BlackBerry, wasn't it? With like a little keyboard With a and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, they, yeah. they saw the iPhone Facebook and went like, oh shit, <laughs> and totally yeah. redid it because that's. A good idea. <laughs> yeah, another thing I, 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 I've obviously heard a lot of people talk about this piece. I haven't, I haven't read it, but yeah. also it was going to be called like, uh, was it um, Beyond for ages and ages and yeah. ages? And like, oh yeah, yeah, very, very close to E3 a couple of years ago, they suddenly re- realised, you know, for whatever reason they couldn't use the term Beyond, so they like pronounced it overnight. <laughs> like, okay, it was called Anthem, and people were saying like, why is it called Anthem? But what does that mean? So it's, it's called Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's a really interesting um there's a youtube channel called skill up um and i've enjoyed his videos on sort of bioware stuff in general he's like really good sort of post-mortem of uh, mass effect andromeda and, and stuff like that like loads of really interesting sort of like really sort of nicely compiled like oral history stuff um but yeah so he he talks about this and how like he said he went to uh sony for a a meeting or or something and he got chatting to someone who worked on um the new god of war and and he's like oh you know what was it like working on god of war he says you know what it was great because all we ever had to do was when we'd come up when we had an idea or we needed a decision making we went to Corey Corey barlog and he would say yes or no (laughs) No. <laughs> and that was it. He would make decisions and over time, like and he had a consistent vision and everyone started to get it and it just and it made sense and it no. worked. Hmm. And that is what's lacking at Bioware these days, seemingly. Hmm. It's just yeah. Sorry, James, you were gonna say something. No, it's it's just it, it it's a bit baffling, as as Matt said, to not look at the competition because even if your aim is to steer clear of what the competition is doing to find your own niche and do that. You still need to know where the competition has gaps, where mm, where they're yeah. not meeting what some of their players want in order to try and provide something that maybe they do want. And it's just, it seems incredibly myopic. And some of this stuff, including like, it's been kind of on and off said that EA's mandate to use the Frostbite engine is maybe mm. not the best for, say, FIFA or... Yep. Dragon Age and now Anthem and like reading some of the stuff in here and hearing about it um it's just yeah it it feels like I was, on- <laughs> yeah I was thrilled to find out that apparently people internally refer to it as frost shite <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the, the Frostbite stuff is like really bad. You got you got to feel for the Anthem team because apparently they had um, loads of people in that team who who knew Frostbite, but then those people got moved to FIFA because FIFA right, needed yeah. some support. And yeah, obviously, I guess like, yeah, FIFA's a big money maker. So suddenly, the people yep. that were up on Frostbite stuff were just taken out of the team, mm-hmm. moved to FIFA instead. Now, like yeah, I, mean, I heard yeah. I mean, reading bits of this, it just Frostbite seems like an absolute nightmare, and that meant things were taking like hours or days rather than minutes. 
yeah. um, to, to, to but, make but changes and like, stuff. Like Frostbite didn't have a save system, like a manual save system. <laughs> yeah. So any game that needs a manual <laughs> save system has to develop that and build it in. And if you take away the people within Bioware who know the Frostbite engine, then all the stuff they learned from Dragon Age Inquisition doesn't get passed on to Anthem. They have to redo all of that work, any work that's kind of shared. Um, but but EA and, and Bioware don't delay the game until those people who were taken off to FIFA can then come back. And it's just... It, it just sounds they're, they're like... I just feel also, so sorry for the people working on uh, in, on these games yeah. and under this sort of stress and restrictions. Yeah, yeah. It sounds really Yeah, they're, they're, they're saying because that bugs would take... Like, simple things would take days or weeks to fix people then just like creating little hacks to make to to make it work and so <laughs> that that would also lead to like other issues when someone fix something else that might you know screw up one of the hacks they made and that was like stressful yeah. stressful for people mm-hmm. and uh, yeah it sounds like the engine is just oh you know th- th- that that must be horrendous to to, to work in that sort of environment and mm-hmm. yeah people like crying all day every mm-hmm. day and going to other rooms to cry it just sounds like a horrendous place to a horrendous project to be a part of, sadly. And yeah, there's yeah. so many people they probably put their the heart and the, you know the heart and soul into that, but oh, I just yeah. felt like it's doomed. It's, it's, yeah. it's sad. Real it's shame. Just, it's just the phrase "Bioware magic" that's been kicking around as well. It's yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah, that it was weird. Sound, it doesn't yeah. sound magical, does it? It sounds well, like a I, <laughs> when it, yeah, when I kept hearing this thing about oh yeah, the Bioware magic, I was like, I thought that referred to you know like the thing that people get from the games like oh yeah there's mm. this like specific type of game they make and a specific sort of yeah. feeling no apparently the bioware magic is just like a massive sprint at the end of a project yeah, where suddenly crunch. everything makes sense yeah, yeah. it's just a really horrible mm. crunch period like yeah so we'll come yeah. together magic. Of the, and, and, and <laughs> using that as a euphemism an offhand way of just sort of brushing over what actually goes into bringing a game together at the end by just calling it oh it's it's the magic that's that's really awful yeah, that's yeah. Mr. Tumble, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the magic, yeah, the magic, and he sends the fucking bag off. What a great guy! <laughs> it, it's just Mr. Tumble's bag. That's all they brought to Bioware and hope that that would do the job. <laughs> that probably would have, to be fair. But um, <laughs> it would have done <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's an absolute. It's a, it's a massive, massive piece. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's I'd like to say I will have to sit down and, and read it, but or you watch the thing on YouTube if you can't be bothered. Um, right next so there's only a couple more um, you can finally change your PlayStation ID everyone is allowed to do this now um, but there's still like issues with quite a few games there's a lot of caveats um, yeah mm-hmm. um, basically so there's a list of about 40 odd games that have issues um, which sort of can just be things like oh your old name might still show up or, or <gasps> whatever or things might not work and then there are 10 games that have quote serious issues um, which basically ranges from like just might not work at all to like you know it won't recognize your save file because it's like it thinks it's under a different name or like so you might lose all your progress you might not be able to play it online. Um, Jesus, I mean, looking at I mean the list of serious issues games. Um, I mean everybody's golf is on there, so that's me out. Uh, no. Onrush is one of them, and like Lord knows that game ain't going to get patched now, so that's. No. <laughs> That, that's just going to remain an issue. So, I mean, over time, like, obviously, I'm not going to play... I mean, I barely play everybody's golf now, but it's nice to know mm. it's still there, and there may come a point where I'm officially not bothered anymore, um, and I'll be happy to change my name. But, I mean, I don't really care anymore. Like, No, I don't. 
it's like even if you have an embarrassing PSN name, like how often does it even come up? Like everyone, you know, because everyone can view each other by their real names now anyway. That's once they're friends. Yeah. So I, um, when I was creating my really. PSN ID, uh, yeah. it, it said username, but I thought it said surname. So I put in my surname. That's why I get on PSN. <laughs> I was, oh, I was like, you, you idiot. And I've wanted, I've wanted to change it to, to, to Desmond for ages. And I've just done a yeah. control F on this Eurogamer article and the Tetris effect isn't affected. So I might, I might <laughs> yeah, go for so it. Right. But also I'm just <laughs> okay. a bit like, ah, oh, God gets all right, innit? I don't really care yeah. now. Like I've got other issues. Do you know what I mean? Um, but you know, it is, you know, it has been a thing people have wanted for absolutely ages and it's going to cause a bit of teething problems. And over time yeah. these will, like you say, become lessened because people stop caring about games that are still good, but you know, not relevant in, in the zeitgeist. Yeah. So just yeah. give it a, you know, we've waited how many years? Just wait another year. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. the difficulty is: Are you going to remember that that list of games exists when you go back to play in your case, Sean, everybody's golf in mm. four or five years' time, yeah. or are you just going to go back and play it? And then there were some of the issues that were happening because this was around December, wasn't it? Because they said they'd be yeah. bringing this in a year, and then promptly cancelled the PlayStation experience. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up kind of rushing this out in a kind of uh, beta phase. Um, in mm. December, and there were people having issues whereby they they then had to change their name back permanently because yeah. it was causing problems across loads of games. So, yeah. I I changed. Well, I didn't change. I basically created a new PSN ID two three years ago, something like that, and mm -hmm. just accepted that all of my PlayStation Plus games and save files and anything I'd bought on my previous name, I was just going to let go and move over to a new one. So when this was announced last year, I was like, oh, maybe could have waited. And then with all of the kind of caveats coming out about it, I was just like, eh, you know what? Probably Sounds quite freeing, to be honest. Like my Xbox uh, Xbox One gamertag, you know, whatever, Desmond, it's got like 600 games attached to it. And whenever I look mm -hmm. for the library, I just think... I just don't want to play any of them. I, I wish I could just detach all my digital games from my Xbox because it's so daunting to look at. Yeah. And sure, I'll, I'll pick through them and go, no. no. It's like the Netflix of games, man. It's just yeah. like, no, I don't want to watch that. You're not going to lie. It's a bit liberating to get rid of a load of PS Plus games that I just, oh, sounds um, great. just added because they were free and just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you're not going back to Doritos Crash Course, Des? No, oh, I don't, no, but I, I did play that. Um, that oh, that is the Wipeout kind of thing, isn't it? You know, the old TV show jobby. Yeah, I love that game. Yeah, it's yeah, the best. yeah obstacle course type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love it. Wasn't, I that, an, it, wasn't yeah. that an easy one thousand Gs? Ah, uh, yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah, yeah, might yeah, be yeah. two hundred time, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, two hundred course. Yeah, yeah. Toyota um, I Go game. Oh, yeah. The, the, the funny yeah. thing about this is that they say yeah, everything after like April twenty eighteen should be fine, but there's even a small point in that that they say they can't guarantee it because yeah. it really is yeah. uh, only as long as the developer has implemented it. But they should have yep. done. But again, maybe so not every game will definitely for work. If if not to make sure that they do implement this stuff. <laughs> yeah, but mm. I, I, I guess they haven't tested every single game that came yeah. out post April like, 2018. Yeah, so, so some, some of it, like it should be safe, isn't 100 safe? Yeah, so some of yeah. it is like yeah. so games, so games in the the some issues category. Um, things like Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, and Titanfall 2 are there, and they mention that it's like yeah, um, user accounts on the PlayStation may be unlinked from game accounts. So this will be your fucking EA or your Ubisoft shite that you have to yeah, yeah, yeah. link your account with, and all this. Oh, it's uh, pain in the ass. Um, so I think <laughs> I'm probably not gonna bother. Like, does it? Is it really gonna kill me? That I can't be called Captain Toss instead of Mr. Melanin. And I think I'll be all right, to be honest. I think I'll manage. That's just a sidestep, that is. That's not yeah. a step forward. That's just... 
Um, right, a couple of quick ones. Uh, real life US politician has been banned from EVE Online for alleged corruption. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, a guy called Brisk Rubel, who is a Republican, um, yeah, has been apparently, he's denied any wrongdoing, um, but apparently he's been like sort of using information uh, gained as part of some corporation he's part of to make, to like to profit elsewhere in the universe. Um, what I mean, what makes me laugh about this is that so obviously there's this like oh well surely can't be fucking trusted as a politician if he's cheating in the game he's, he's maybe he's like doing stuff in real life but actually isn't it isn't it more likely and kind of funny that like like we all do things in games that we would never do in real life as yeah. like a, a you know like a, a weird power fantasy or whatever well yeah notion of escapism and, yeah absolutely exactly. And like maybe this guy's power fantasy is doing some illicit trading on an online mm. video game. Yeah, <laughs> like that's it's, that's it's just like, choosing oh, it. Not yeah. allowed to do this in real life. This is thrilling as fuck. Um, yeah, He's role playing. Yeah, basically. Um, just, so it, yeah, I don't know. Just thought it was funny. Eve continues um, to be completely inscrutable to me. The notion oh, that yeah. there is actual trading of shares and essentially stocks. Oh, within yeah, yeah. Eve, <laughs> to the point yeah. where someone could be done for insider trading. <laughs> <Isn't> <laughs> what is that game? I, uh, wow. Yeah, um, I mean, right, it's got one. an incredible name, like Brisk <clears throat> Ruble. That's that's amazing. That is, that is a good name. That sounds like a Diablo character you go to to get some yeah. armor or something, <laughs> or like a spell in Oblivion or something. <laughs> Brisk. Uh, right, yeah. Uh, last one. Has everyone seen Toad getting his dick stamped on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have and it's upsetting. <laughs> so this is the best. Um, this was shared on uh, right. So this is a line thing. I don't use line. I know people who no. Do. It's massive um, elsewhere, but it's not. Really it's mainly it's in not... Japan, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah. So it's basically an instant messaging app similar to WhatsApp or whatever. So yeah, WhatsApp, um, WeChat, that sort of stuff. Okay. Yeah, um, and. <laughs> Um, so Nintendo posted it. You can, you can like follow people on it as well, right? I think like companies yeah, and stuff. It's, and can, like, yeah, it's uh, it's well, it's what's up on steroids. It, it, like <laughs> WeChat over in like, in, in like, Asian countries, obviously, Farley's here who know more. But like WeChat mm-hmm. does everything. I believe Line is sort of in between. Well, WhatsApp does, which is primarily messaging, and WeChat, yep. which is everything. You can literally order anything and pay for anything okay. using WeChat. This is sort of in between, but yeah, you can follow people, message, buy stuff for it, all sorts. Yeah. It's his own um, social network as well. It's just a messaging platform, really. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Nintendo posted a promotional video for the new um, Labo stuff, which includes that little foot pedal that like as you yeah. press it it like you know wafts your face it's got like a fan on it. <laughs> and there's a short clip where they've made that pedal look like um, toad, but he's like, well, a green toad, um, and he's like got his arms like behind his head. He's like reclining backwards, and the bit you step on is his crotch. Yeah, and there's just this looping gif of him just getting his crotch like pressed repeatedly. Yeah. I mean, some people are into this stuff, and more power to him. Um, well, did not someone like him toad to Donald Trump's penis once? So. <laughs> That was Donald Trump's penis, yeah, and did, that, yeah. that was the penis okay. of that being stepped on. That's what also I saw, and I was just like, "Oh my god, that's just a weird, you know." Um, it's an incredible gif. It's just, it is. Like, it's yeah. very hypnotic. I'm, I'm saving it for future use, definitely. Believe it or yeah. not, this is going to come up later in this show. No, <laughs> good. <laughs> I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I don't even need to yeah. say anything now. No, I'm already excited I, I, to hear fine. what you got to say fine. about this this particular fine. thing. Um, <laughs> 
Well, it's supposed yeah. to be sit-ups, isn't it? It's supposed to be doing like crunches that, or whatever. That's, that's what, what it's supposed, supposed to, to look like. Yeah, it I mean, doesn't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it I mean, doesn't. He just, it looks, he like just looks really of... happy. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> look at his face. <laughs> uh, everyone listening to this, just like, stop what you're doing and Google, well, yeah, just Google uh, the Nintendo's weirdly suggestive toad promotional video. <laughs> it, this is one of your time gifts, I think. Yeah, it's great. I, I don't know whether I'd prefer if Nintendo were doing this completely unknowingly or whether actually they knew exactly what they were doing <laughs> and just then feign ignorance. I don't know what... It, it's got to be the former, surely. Yeah. Well, I don't know, yeah. but someone in our marketing department or who had a hand in getting us out of there, someone would have said, hang on, this is... Come on. <laughs> we can't do that. And they're like, oh, I'll be funny, let's put it out of there, see if anyone mentions it. Yeah. See, part of the and problem now, is... And now that it's by, gone by the, and it's going to help for promotion, so it's win-win yeah, win for them. That's true, it has worked. Overall. By the time I see this stuff, it's already gone viral and it's already attached to look at someone stomp on Toad's <laughs> dick, basically. And so I can, it's, it's like that FedEx Arrow thing. Once you see it, you can't unsee oh, it. Yeah. So I, I don't know if whether I'd have seen that video just in and of itself, out, out of any context, whether I would have noticed what was happening. But now that someone's mentioned it, I can't not mm. see that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword for me because like, this line account, everyone was using it as if like it was common, you know, usage on online. Like, oh yeah, they use a line account. I was like, what the hell is a line account? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so I'm aware of it now. And the and other thing, you're signed that, up and you're posting. That's it. Yeah, dick, I'm posting. Dick, you're just like, posting that gif. <laughs> stepping on my own dick. It's great. It's well, really well, easy. What I found <laughs> funny was like it, it, this line in this Kotaku piece scene saying this clip of someone seemingly stomping on Toad's on Toad's whole dick. It's not like, you know, someone's <laughs> dick in the crotch. Part of it. It's like Entire it's Toad's penis. whole dick. It is. His whole dick's been stomped on. <laughs> I mean, it really oh. is. Assuming everything's to scale, that is his entire, yeah. Uh, well, right. actually, if it's to scale, he is a, he's a... He's packing gone, heat, basically. It's gone too far. It's gone too far. It's gone too far. He's, he's not that tall. And if, if that's the whole thing, Jesus Christ. I'm Imagine what, what's his belly like? Is it just like his head? Is it like spotty green I mean, spots on? Well, we have to mean he's a, he's a fucking tripod. If that's the case, <laughs> mental. Let's stop the new segment now. Um, <laughs> Do we have to? Yeah, <laughs> You're, we're doing we're doing James Proud here. This is this yeah, is news he's probably, of a high caliber. <laughs> he's probably so pleased this is going so well without him. Uh, right, what have we been playing, um, Matt? You've only got one. Do you want to go first? Yeah, go on. Yeah, I've um, been playing uh, a PSVR game, um, and it's called Ghost Giant. Now, this is by Zoink Games. Uh, they made Faye, and I haven't played that. Have you guys played that or heard of it? No, I haven't. It's like it's on sale. Like it's like fifty percent off on the Switch at the moment. Which All you know, right. and it's like that's a bit soon. Was it not very good? Oh, it was um, on Switch, is it? Uh, Faye is, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I mean, yeah. I'd heard of the title. I just I wasn't even aware of what sort of game uh, it mm. is, but. I, I own Faye, but haven't played it. It's um, so the artwork's like purple, and you play a little like fox yeah. character that's going around and using sound and music to interact with other animals. Hmm. Um, okay. That sounds quite good. I've, Wasn't I've it like the next that. one after Unravel for EA to come out and swing there? It was, yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, yeah, the EA, 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 EA. EA. Originals. Originals, yeah. Oh, it is one of them. Okay, that's, 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 that's probably, yeah, where yeah. probably where I recognise the name. Anyway, so um, Ghost Giant is the one. It's a PSVR game. It's by Zoink Games. You are this, this 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 giant ghost, and you overlook these diorama-style, papercraft-style levels. Uh-huh. Uh, and you, as this ghost, is helping uh, this uh, kid called Louis um, 
navigate through life and help him with puzzles uh, and whatnot. It, it looks, I think, a, a absolutely beautiful. And uh, you, 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 as this giant ghost, can like uh, you, you can uh, look around these little the, the, these. Little tiny environments that, as I said, the sort of paper crafty diorama style. You mm. you can't you can't freely move around. You're basically locked into one position, uh, but you can obviously lean uh, and uh, um, and you can look into these like little tiny buildings because all the people uh, in this game are obviously tiny little creatures. But you, you as this giant ghost can overlook and poke your head in through windows and through walls of buildings and see little creatures going about their daily lives. You can sort of eavesdrop on conversations you can you, you can put your head through someone's house and see them watching tv in, in, a, in a cute little room uh, the detail is absolutely fantastic even when you're really up close um in, in his little like buildings you see like you know wallpaper and nice little details on on the tv they're watching or like the rocking chair they're sitting on um uh, so actually graphically I, I was really impressed with how detailed it is as, as you look into these little environments uh but mm. you as the ghost, are there to help uh, Louis uh, progress the story with these puzzles? And I say puzzles; it's it, it. There's nothing. There's nothing taxing at all. It might be um, finding these uh, these uh, these little handles around the map, and you can use those handles to rotate buildings to get a better view. Or it might be a case of like pulling pulling um, blocks up and moving them around the place. There's there's one bit where you've got a fix uh, some broken stairs and you have to look around to, to pick, pick up some wood and, and fix this so puzzle wise it's not taxing at all um, and, and really, really the, the very very small bit of puzzling is only really there ju- 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 just to serve the story really uh, it's mm-hmm. got a really really touching story and for a game if you look at it it looks it looks um it, it it looks like it's gonna be quite a harmless um game. Uh but actually in terms of story it really surprised me in the places it goes. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say much more on that because I think it, it's it's really worth it sort of experiencing on your own. But I was definitely surprised um with the places that the story goes. I was not expecting that. Because on first look, I thought oh, I've got to measure this game. It's like a nice cutesy game with like nice music and little animal characters. I know what it's going to be, but actually, I was, I was really impressed with, with with where the story goes. Um, but I will say this game, it on the surface it looks looks like it's going to be a game like Moss, lots mm-hmm. and lots of charm, and it's certainly got all the parts for that. But for me, it didn't mm-hmm. quite it didn't quite come together in, and it wasn't anything like as charming as a game like Moss, which mm-hmm. it's, it, I feel sort of feel bad for Moss because I know it came out on loads of different platforms and loads of people do love it, but I think PSVR-wise, it's sort of got overshadowed because it came out in the same year as Astrobot. Right, so when yeah, it comes yeah. to the end of the year, everyone's like, well, Moss is out and it's amazing, but Astrobot, oh my God, and I, I do think Astrobot is the better of the two, but Moss was, was utterly, utterly charming with, with Quill as the little mouse character you were controlling. It did loads of really, really great, clever stuff. And this, I think, it it definitely tries to go for that same charming angle. Um, but I, for me personally, it doesn't quite get there. It's got a nice story. It's got some nice characters with their own interesting bits of dialogue. But if, if for me personally, it didn't it didn't quite gel together for me to really, really care ab- mm-hmm. ab- ab- about like the characters in this. Um, you, you, you do meet a bunch of other like a, a bunch of other characters in, in the in these like. Uh, eight to ten environments you go around, um, but but for me, I I wasn't quite I wasn't really pulled in for, for to, to each of their stories. I yeah. will say technically, it's um it, it's also a bit, a, a bit 
I mean, I, I messes I messes the wrong word, but it's definitely challenging at parts because it's um, you can. There's a lot of like physics in the world. You can like lift things up and drop them, and you can like pick up balls and like chuck them like basketball hoops and stuff. And it, there's lots of things to play with and interact with. But um, I found it really, really difficult to, to to do that. Like, so it's it's a move controller game. Uh, yeah, yeah. So mm. you b- use mm-hmm. both the move uh, ones to pick things up, grab them, throw them. Uh, and in each of these levels, these locations, you can find a basketball hoop and a ball to chuck in. And I, I found that incredibly hard to actually n- to to find a way to throw that ball accurately it, um, into uh, into the basketball hoop at the other end of the uh, at the other end of the level. And what well, what's great about these sorts of games and PSVR games when they work well is that things feel natural. And you know, if I pick up this ball and you know with with the controls and let go, I I'm going to throw it in a way that I feel that that and you know with enough of an angle and speed that it's going to go in in the ball but in in the net in this case uh yeah but it just felt like it's just all over the place and i didn't really have a good grasp of what i need you know how hard i need to throw it how sensitive it's going to be and those like tiny little things can really break the immersion it's funny isn't it like because obviously immersion is such a it's a big deal even in games that you play on your tv and it's and it's an illusion that's very easily broken but yeah like times 10 when you're playing in vr like the you know the one time like one of your hands goes a bit jerky or whatever because the sense has gone funny or whatever you suddenly you're like oh fuck oh yeah i'm playing a game aren't i this isn't i'm not actually a ghost (laughs) or whatever like it is it is huge when just little things like that happen yeah and and yeah i mean i played so many psvr games where it's like i have if i do this i'm like oh my god it it did the thing that i would have hoped or expected to do or i just Mm. naturally it, I'm going to do this action because this is how I do it in real life and, and it works and those are the things yeah. that really surprise you and keep you immersed in the game whereas this game uh, I, I, just, I didn't really get that at all I mean so you, you're looking around these environments you're stuck in one place but you can um, you can press the uh, the uh, circle or square buttons to basically pivot your 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 view for you know, it, uh, mm-hmm. like you know 25 45 degrees to move around mm. but um and there, there's there's lots of things to do in the environment, but it's never really clear about exactly what you can and can't do. There are these gold handles, and you know if you see it's saying gold, you can pick that up, you can interact with it, you can maybe like rotate a building, you can take a roof off a house. But um, often I was just basically uh, just m- m- moving my hand around the entire place, essentially like the equivalent of crawling around the edge of a room. Uh, to try and like, interact with anything in a standard game, yeah, uh, yeah. You, you can you can high five or you can like uh, fist bump the uh, uh, Louis and maybe a couple of other characters, and that's like funny or cool the first couple of times. But then he's constantly asking you to do it, and I just like there, there's some interactivity, but it never does enough personally to like really excite or surprise me in the in the way that games like Moss and um, an Astrobot did and did, and did really really well, uh, and 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 yeah, it, it, it's incredibly fiddly at points with like you trying to potentially h- hold items in one of your hands with the move controller, use the other hand to do something else. There's like a section with like a, f- a fishing rope at one point where it was just going crazy with the physics. You know, I was like trying mm. to like hook things, and it was just I was I was like losing the fishing rods in the, in the environment. Um, in in a geometry of always like shapes and stuff hitting against each other, um, yeah. so it, it, it's it's definitely a bit of, of, of a. T- I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely a mess. It's just not as polished as other games, which have really impressed me in that mm. regard. Um, yeah, because especially you can like so I I didn't put it on my list because I haven't got a huge amount to say about it, but I finally played uh, the London Heist um, on on 
PlayStation oh, yeah. and VR worlds. Um, and yeah, just the stuff that that just works in that. Like, <laughs> you know, like you pick up a cigar with one hand and you're like, if I move it to the other hand and then grab with that one, it, yeah, that works. I can just pass the cigar between my two hands. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like Adam. that. That's just like, yeah, oh, this is fucking cool. Yeah, um, definitely. And, yeah. and again, like if you put in that game, you put a cigar to your mouth and if you like breathe in or make that yeah. sort of sound, it takes it out. If you, if you breathe out, it blows smoke out and that's like the yeah. natural stuff you're doing. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it really surprises you and impresses you when that happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, it felt like I was like just waiting to see whether that stuff would happen. Yeah. It just didn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't guaranteed. And, and or it wasn't, me enough. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think the story is, is the best way about it. Um, I, I, the voice acting is quite nice. So the, act, the characters are quite cute. The environments look really nice and detailed. Mm-hmm. Um, it only took me like three and a half hours, um, and okay. I don't know how much replayability there is. But um, it's definitely charming. But it didn't didn't charm me in in the way that some of these other games I mentioned have. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, it's, it's definitely definitely worth looking at. But I was going to say, it, I mean, I, it's like not, looking at screenshots, I'd, I'd be keen to have a go just to look at it in VR. Yeah, I guess much I, mean, I saw else, some yeah. like incredibly high scores. I've seen like eights, and I've talked. I, I okay. think I saw ten, but I think that's on like a, a very specific enthusiast uh, site. But um, <laughs> I've seen. <laughs> You know, like, I think the ones that want to get on Metacritic because they're like, yeah. it's a 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah, get some views and stuff. But yeah, I've seen some very, I mean, generally it's scoring eight, 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 eight to nines. Okay. I think if the technical uh, challenges I found with it weren't there, maybe I'd, I'd rate it uh, in that sort of same spectrum. But uh, yeah, it was nice, but it, it wasn't quite what I'd hoped, uh, yeah. sadly. But um, oh, well. yeah, that's mostly what I'm playing. I've been away for the weekend, just played a bit of Bloodborne last week. Still loving it, of course. Um, mm. Did another couple of bosses. Apparently, I made like three boss, three main bosses from the end of the game. Oh shit! Uh, but I've got you, the DLC I'm doing. And I was going to say the optional yeah. ones as well. There's other stuff to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the DLC so. is horrific. So enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, it's well odd, man. It's well odd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't wait for that. Sorry, I'm still doing it. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's all I've been playing uh, this week, unfortunately. Cool, uh, Darren. Do you want to do yours? <laughs> yeah, let's get my bunch of games out of the way. Um, I've played a lot and, you know, doing these kind of podcasts, you don't really get to talk about games that often. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to talk about one game every four weeks on Kane Events, but here I am with a this whole good. bunch of games. I'm excited. <laughs> Some of them are obvious because they're going to be rare games. Some of them are quite, you know, new and exciting. So, uh, first off, I've been playing Dangerous Driving, you know, Free Fields Entertainment. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. For ages, they were like, we're going to make a burnout game and they didn't. <laughs> You made a golf game. And we're going to make a burnout game. And we didn't. They made like a crash, you know, crash junction game twice in a row. You're like, what are you doing? Make the burnout oh, so game. So it is those guys. Right. Okay. It is those guys. Yeah. So, they so made a do, very... do you say, did they make two of those games? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Danger Zone yeah. 1 and 2. Oh, I didn't uh, realize it was a sequel. Wow. Okay. Danger Zone 2 comes free with Dangerous Driving. And yeah. it is the most bare bones game I've played for a while. <laughs> And that's the sequel. Like the HUD is awful. It blends into like these the background. It's like it's just like white text on just the graphics. And if there's a cloud behind it, it doesn't care. It's just like yeah, there's there's white text in this cloud. You're like, all right, this is Danger Zone two. What's going on? Like <laughs> it plays okay, but everything around it just feels really really budget. And I that they keep harking on in the game and on Twitter and everywhere you speak to Alex Field or whatever he's called, I can't, Alex Ward, sorry, not Alex Field. He keeps saying, yeah, we're really small and we've got a low budget. We're like, we get it, mate. We get it. But can we have some HUD? Uh, luckily, in Dangerous <laughs> Driving, they have just copied Burnout 3 uh, in terms of presentation. Well, yeah, because uh, I've, uh, <laughs> like, like, really I've seen copied. screenshots. Yeah. Of, yeah, like the menus and stuff. It's the same fonts and everything, isn't it? It's, like, it's, it's the same. It's exactly yeah. the same. And um, the, the only thing where it kind of falters is that it hasn't got a soundtrack because they can't afford it. And fair enough. I, you know, I just pop my own music on or Spotify playlist on and just drive around to that. 
but it kind of loses a bit of the character. Like yeah. when you boot up a burnout game, it has a flow. Like the, the, the music and the audio has a flow to the intro. Like I can still hear the burnout two music in my head because I played it so much, you know, it has a flow and it kind of eases you into the game as like, you know, you hear the noises and you're like, well, I'm about to race. And here it's just a bit like, Oh, I've turned the music off because I don't really like the songs, and now it's just empty. And <laughs> you just feel a bit like because yeah, because I like even so from like Burnout Three onwards, obviously it was all licensed stuff, but it yeah. was still there was still a degree of like curation going on, wasn't there? there Definitely, was, there was yeah. A feel like you can they turn tracks on for. and off, yeah, um, and you can also like, but even like even the tracks you don't like, you listen to in the game because it kind of fits the character of the game. If you know what yeah. I mean, like girlfriend like, Avril Lavigne. I was going to say, like, that's a classic uh, example. Like, I listen to that because it makes me laugh and it's, yeah. it's in Burnout Paradise. And yeah. so I'm going to listen to it just because it's on, you know? Yeah, totally. Some tracks I do turn off because they do really annoy me, but sometimes <laughs> I just enjoy a bit of cheese. And But this, this game's got nothing for me in terms of music. So I put my own music on, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have that kind of synergy where yeah. when yeah. you boost, the music fades into the background yeah, and you yeah, get yeah. The, the adrenaline. And like, it hasn't got those features from a Burnout game because it's missing actual musical well yeah it's missing actual music more well, music basically mm-hmm. um, so it's, it's kind of musical a bit of, music definitely yeah uh, <laughs> that's, that's on par with me calling a thermal air current snacks of steam on the pilot wings episode last week <laughs> I have got baby brain through the roof and it is <laughs> mental so if, if I start saying words that are wrong which is most of the time it's because I, you know I'm very tired leave me alone anyway yeah so <laughs> good company but, don't worry about it uh, yeah <laughs> so it's basically right they've taken Burnout 2 as a game they've added takedowns and then copied the whole Burnout free HUD and you think this is going to be great and for the first kind of couple for me personally for the first couple of classes I've gone through the the, the coupe and the SUV and I'm now on the third one I can't remember which one it is I probably got it wrong but it's kind of wearing thin already and I'm just thinking oh man I, I don't feel the pull to come back to it and mm-hmm. I think it's partly because the races go on for like six minutes and you can lose them, but not, not fairly. It really feels kind of unfair at times. Like you'll be, but it's like Mario Kart 64 when you use a gold mushroom and Wario's still behind you, even though you've got this super mushroom behind, like, you know, boosting you forward. <laughs> they're always, they're always that far behind you. Yeah. And you don't really feel like, unless you're really lucky, that you're actually good at racing. You just feel like you just haven't crashed enough to stay in first place, if you know <laughs> what I mean. Yeah. So it doesn't really reward the player from my personal experience for doing good dangerous driving and it's an awful name for a game but if you're going to call it dangerous driving then at least reward me for doing the dangerous driving by <laughs> having a good comfortable lead when i'm in first yeah. and i'm not saying add a rewind feature like that I'm, I'm all for me losing a game because i've lost the game but sometimes like the game just absolutely like the physics are mad like i've 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 gone in the air and you get your old air points and your boost for that, but I've landed on top of a car and it's pointed me ninety degrees up into the sky. It's like the <laughs> physics are mad. Honestly, the physics are mad and it feels really budget. And but they've also got it right with the the handling's a bit greasy. Like your car feels it's a bit slidey, but when you drift, it feels like burnout. And that's yeah. the reason why I will go back to it race by race over the coming weeks because it, every now and again you think, oh, they've got something here. They've really got the essence of burnout here, but they, it just misses. It's like super noodles, but you haven't put all the uh, flavouring in, you know? It's just a bit, oh, it's just not there. Come on, just put an extra bit of salt in there and it'll be a bit nicer. But dangerous <laughs> driving is just almost there. And I'm glad it come, I'm, I'm glad it's here because, you know, it, it sets a trend now for that company to do another one. And, and I know yeah. we've been saying this for ages, that company, oh, one day they're going to make a burnout game, but I just don't feel like this is actually it and at first it, it hits you really hard like well this is impressive but the more you play it the more you start seeing the um 
the literal gaps in the geometries and you're like oh no man like this is this yeah it soon falls apart and um it doesn't even it have put, online multiplayer does it they said that's coming out well, as a patch yeah yeah i mean i mean i'm not really bothered by that i'm, I'm me me and burnout uh two three takedown um and paradise it's, it's all single player for me i really love just the curated levels and going through them and knowing exactly like, i played burnout 2 so much that I knew the 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 layout of the traffic per course. It's like right, I'm doing the airport one now. Like there's going on this corner on the second lap. There's going to be a blue car. I know it. In dangerous driving, they don't have that. It's more randomised. And sure, that seems like it's fun in some degree because you, it's the it's the random element of you know the, the traffic. But for me, like the I I love burnout two and three specifically because I had that whole. Once you get into the mode of burnout, you feel like you own the road. And I, I'd never really felt like that with dangerous driving so far. It's always been a bit like, well, the cars feel a bit greasy, like someone's put some, um, um, you know, WD forty on my wheels before I've set off. Um, and I just, I just don't know how the how the traffic is going to react to me, both physically and kind of how it's going to play out. There's no, there doesn't seem to be any rules to the traffic. Yeah. Sure, they they blink their lights at me when I'm coming towards them or what have you, but they they seem really erratic and like. Also, the roads. I don't know if I'm reading this wrong, but there's like there's two lanes of left and there's two lanes of right, and obviously you know you come towards incoming and all that. But sometimes they're driving. There's actual AI traffic are driving on the wrong side of the road, so it, re- <laughs> it really throws you off. And I've seen them like actually collide into each other and like explode. I'm like, oh, someone's crashed. And, like, I mean, I'm in first, so there's no cars in front of me, but there's two or three or maybe four AI cars just exploding around me, and I'm thinking. <laughs> Is this intentional or is this just a bug? And I think it's, I think the game is just riddled with bugs. And the mm. fact that you may get through the six minutes course without falling through the floor, which I've done a few times, is a bit of a miracle. And it, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's so close. It is, it's not ukulele levels of, um, disaster, but it's, it really is like, is, you know, it's, it's not, it's not a shower. So it's, 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 it's not even a grower. It's just a bit like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even <laughs> sure. I wonder if this game's even going to do enough for them to have the I opportunity mean, the, to do another one. But they've survived on the golf, the zones one and say, two. I've been so. hearing enough about this. Like, I think you know, it, <laughs> it is a it being a, an homage to burnout is enough for a lot of people, even if it yeah. ultimately doesn't quite deliver. Like, I, I, I've, yeah, like I've heard enough chatter about it. Well, especially the given the drought that we're in for arcade racers, yeah, like yeah specifically yeah, totally. of the burnout style variety that we had yeah. periodically yeah, yeah. for so long. Yeah, mm, it's so close, man. Uh, but the, the more you play it, the more you realise yeah, it's, yeah, sure. it's probably not as close yeah. as you think it initially is when you first turn it on. Like the fact that they've nicked the whole burnout free HUD probably masks over a lot of the fact that they haven't quite got the nuance down for it to be. A true burnout, but, but maybe be, also know. does it a disservice because, like three and then revenge, the attitude oh, and the, what the music brought to that as well mm. yeah. kind of was a lot of people's memories of those games. So without the music, mm. with like AI drive, like wait, I can't remember if it was three or if it was revenge, where um, traffic would just get bowled out of the way like it was a cardboard <laughs> that was box. Revenge, yeah, that's yeah, revenge, yeah. Yeah. and that was just. To, it was clearly just okay. We want this to be fun. Let's not beat around the bush here. Just have everyone else get out of the way, and it's fine. Um, and it's kind of it, stuff like that where they knew what the experience they were crafting. Whereas it sounds like I've seen bits of it but not played it. Sounds like what they're going for is let's try and evoke some of the feeling of of two and three, but where they miss is going to stand out as much as where they hit, um, mm-hmm. which is a bit of a shame. 
Yeah, they had a traffic checking into Danger Zone 2, and it's actually quite good fun. But Danger Zone 2 is, like I said earlier, it is even buggier than dangerous driving. So yeah, I, th- yeah. I think I crashed into a bus which crashed into an, an icon of power-up, and it just crashed the game. And I'm thinking, yeah. like, well, I haven't done... What? That wasn't even that intense. Like, that wasn't even... It says Xbox One X enhanced, and it's just completely buckled my system just because the game was being played. I just think, oh, <laughs> so yeah, bad impressions. <laughs> um, and it even kind of, when you put the disc in, like it recognizes the disc as Danger Zone 2 and it installs Dangerous Driving like a digital download. So I put the disc in and Danger Zone 2 popped up and I'm thinking, uh, where's Dangerous Driving? But I, I tweeted <laughs> them. I, I, I tweeted them. I said, hey, well, Dangerous Driving's not on the disc, mate. And, they were, and I didn't reply. And then I worked it out in like the five minutes afterwards. I was like, oh, okay. So it's, I went to the store page. It said Dangerous Driving That's is weird. installed. I thought, I thought, so it's installed, but it's not on the disc. Like what the flipping hell is so going they're, on? They're using uh, your, they're using the Danger Zone 2 that, was already a game, therefore they could easily put on a disc as a key to then download Unlock the, the digital right. damage. Yeah. Interesting yeah. way it, of doing it, but yeah. yeah, a bit weird. It kind of reeks for the whole product in like, they've. it kind of feels really stitched together, you know, and it really does, when it falls apart, it kind of falls apart in, um, yeah. well, like in me pointing towards the sun at one point. So it goes, it goes out <laughs> in a blaze of glory, pretty much. But yeah, it's, it was 25-ish quid, so I, I mean, can't that's get not too angry cheap, at it. though, is it? That's, no, that's but, upper sort of indie budget and it is one of those games where i just think i, re- I can't wait to trade it in but that's what i'm thinking like i can't wait to get rid of it i, I want to play it and my initial thing was i'm going to get all golds but now i just think oh, i just want to just play it and get rid of it like yeah next time guys yeah. next time well all girls I, 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 I think there's both agendas at that company you can see. Yeah. um <laughs> yeah it's fine <laughs> so yeah uh, next up i've been playing um islanders uh, I- islanders i islanders. really want to play this it looks lovely it is chill as fuck it is so <laughs> oh man like it's the exact opposite of what i wanted like no it's the exact of what I've, it's the exact opposite of sekiro which is <laughs> me, which means i don't want to play sekiro anymore yeah, yeah. i'm going to talk about that later on when james oh no i'm going to talk about it later on but yeah islanders it's kind of like um it's a high score very relaxed rts game and that it doesn't really um it doesn't really push you to do anything other than the fact that like you have to place you have to choose two routes at the start so you've got a small island and it could be it has like rocks and it has flowers and it has plants and it has a thing over here and a thing over there. And you have to go down certain routes to place onto the island to generate more points. So it's like, oh, if I, if I take the, the, the shaman route, I know that I need to have a bunch of flowers on my island to generate more points. But right. if I have a shaman next to a factory, they're not going to be that happy with each other. So you're going to lose points because of that. And the factory might be next to the flowers, which is next to the mine. So therefore you've got to try and work out. It's, it's basically a puzzle game, not really an RTS, mm-hmm. um, or, or, a, or a city building one. Sorry. Yeah. It's more of a puzzle game than, um, than it lets on, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's so relaxing and you can just ping it on and if you lose it doesn't matter. If you if you run out of um options like by lose, you kind of you run out of places to put stuff. So like you've probably got a square f- um of you know about an acre or, or whatever measurement of land, but you can't put anything on it because it needs to be next to something to generate points and you do end up running the ground and going, Oh no, I should have put that over there so then that would have freed up the water mill to be near the water. Right. But you're not too sure of what path you're gonna be choosing yet. Mm-hmm. So it's it's quite, you know, it is quite in depth when you start thinking about the future of the island that you're about to play. And the idea is to generate enough points so you fill up this little icon in the right hand corner to go onto the next island. And then in between that icon filling up, you have to fill up these wheels in the bottom left hand corner of points to generate the next path for you to choose from. And it's really good. Um, mm. it's, it, I, I do really like it. And it was four quid on Steam. I had like two quid worth of Steam credit in my account. So I just picked it up and I thought, even if I don't play it for a week or two, I, 
one day I will just click it on and go, ah, oh, this is nice. And just <laughs> go, yeah, this is, this is exactly what I need right now. Mm-hmm. And I do really feel like I'm, I'm feeling that kind of vibe at the moment with gaming where I'm really struggling. If it's not a comfort food game, I'm really struggling to get into games at the moment because mm. I'm no, just, I'm, I'm just, just a dad, man. I'm just really tired. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I go on, I don't want to blow my own trumpet or anything, but I'm a dad who stays at home most of the time as well because that's the kind of family we are at the moment. And it's just like, yeah, Monday and Tuesdays are the most stressful time, but also the most rewarding, la da 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 da. But also, I'm flipping tired, man. I just want to play something like Islanders or Yoshi's Cardboard World, which I've been also playing. See, I've played um, a bit of this, but I didn't feel like I'd played enough to really talk about it. So you go ahead. I finished it the other day. Okay. Does it get hard? Sorry, just drinking water there. Uh, no, uh, the, oh. <laughs> the last kind of world does, but not in the way Woolly World did. Like Woolly okay. World was starting to test your metal by the end. Yeah. This kind of goes down the route of more gimmicky levels. If, okay. that, if you can have gimmicky Yoshi levels. I mean, they're pretty much, you know, all about the gimmick. But yeah. in terms of Yoshi, it does go to the next level. And it surprised me a bit, but it kind of plateaus at a certain point and you know what to expect in terms of difficulty. But also it's really nice. <laughs> it's just so good to just go... <laughs> Yeah, let's just run through this level and just enjoy the the stuff going on around me. And I've never really felt that about Yoshi and Kirby games specifically before because mm-hmm. I've always chased the hard platform. Like, oh, yeah. I want to be Super Meat Boy. Oh, let's go for it. <laughs> now I'm just like, yeah, let's just find some flowers. It's nice. <laughs> um, and me and Ivy, we play it together. Well, we played it together. We're going to go through it again to get all the um, bits and bobs. She points it out and she feels involved, even though I'm doing all the hard work. And um, yeah. <laughs> did you it's just great. get good your, your daughter? Uh, yeah, I did. I said, come on, sort it out. Uh, but, but I've been talking about it with a few Kane and Forum people, mainly Suits, who's, who's kind of our boy over there with um, Yoshi and Nintendo and stuff. We both picked up on the fact that the game doesn't feel as fulfilled as it was meant to be when it was first revealed. If so, I mean, like mm-hmm. they kind of pitched the idea that you could flip the level around at any time, but you can't. No, like, you just play all, through it once all... and then you can play through it in reverse, which is still cool. Well, but yeah, it's not like because yeah. the, the impression was that you could flip it and play the level back to front, you know, at, at a click of a finger. Because mm-hmm. you know, I can't yeah. think of a game that does that, like that kind of thing. Yeah. But um, there are points in the game where you throw an egg. The, the egg throwing in this game is actually pretty decent compared to other Yoshi games. It's mm. quite, re- it's really free and easy, and you can just you can throw it however you want. There's mm. no pre predicted line. You can just no, you can just ping off an egg over there, easy into the background, into the foreground, into the yeah, it's yeah. good. But once you ping it into the cloud, the camera will flip round, and it'll give you a, like a ten second challenge to pick up a flower or some red coins or you know the, the usual Yoshi things to do. Mm. But I was, I come away thinking, just thinking, at one point this game was meant to be a complete. 180 flip around whenever you fancy it to see the back end of the level and discover secrets but the more i thought about that the more the game must have had like a million problems to solve and they just went <laughs> actually we need to wind this back a bit and yeah. maybe we only do it as pre-scripted bits where you find little baby poochies or yeah. you know um but that doesn't take away from the fact that it is a fun game mm-hmm. and you know it is it's just a jolly good time and it is exactly what you think it is. It's pleasant. It's nice. It's just, they even do a woolly level and you just think, oh, no. Oh, really? Just, okay. no, just, yeah. Like, I'm not spoilers and all that, but yeah, they, they it's, it, it's not going to blow your mind, but okay. it will just give you a nice hug. And that's all you kind of needed. Yeah. I mean, um, from what I've played, yeah. Like, I, I know, you know, a load of the reviews have been like, you know, really positive and saying, oh, this is, this is like the first proper sequel to Yoshi's Island. I'm not getting that at all. To be honest, mm. <laughs> like even no. if it was as good, it's it's too, it's really different, just in the structure and the way the levels are built and yeah. stuff. I mm-hmm. don't really see the comparison to Yoshi's Island, but I, yeah, whatever. 
Um, no, yeah, it, it's not really like Yoshi's Island is such a unique yeah. thing. Like you, you can't touch that game. I mean, they tried to, but we just not talk about that because <laughs> the game was a bit of an abomination. But um, you know, it if at first it feels kind of sterile the levels, but you do really adjust to the um the crafted nature of the the aesthetic. Mm. I do really like it, and it kind of some of it like when a boss pops out and the it goes all stop animation on the um yes. the, you know the ca- the camic and the the baby juicy Bowser, what's he called? <laughs> Bowser Jr. <laughs> that I think was a it word, wasn't it? Bowser Jr. That's <laughs> it. I, try, I want to call him Baby Bowser, but he's Bowser Jr. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah. So I kind of merged the two together then, and that's that's Baby Brain. Baby Bowser well, Jr. Go. Baby Bowser Jr. There you go. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, the, the the aesthetic is absolutely mint. Basically, um, I can't fault it, and it, it does pull you through the game enough to see it to the end. And I will be going back. To um to find all the rest of the bits when we fancy it we do Yoshi Sundays on because I don't want to play the game every day I'm at home with her because then it becomes a thing mm-hmm. so we do Yoshi Sundays now and we'll pick a level she'll get we'll get enough coins and she'll do the bit where you open the toy capsules and pop open a bunch of um little cute cosmetic items for Yoshi to run around in which um which benefit you if you're not very good at the game because you can add extra HP to your it's yeah, basically like a suit character. of armor isn't it yeah mm-hmm. man it's really cool like you know. She, Pops them wide open. Goes, it's like a, oh, it's a yogurt pot. Hooray! And she runs around the front room. Just yeah, it really puts a smile on everyone's face. And I think that's exactly what they were going for with just Yoshi as a character, weren't they? They were just going to go. Yeah. We're just going to give everyone a nice reason to smile about life. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I well, well, when I saw this, when I played a demo, I was actually a bit disappointed because I wondered where any of the challenge would be. But I guess, I guess the way you're talking about it, it doesn't need that. It's just a nice, comfortable game without the need for it to keep ramping up in difficulty. Yeah, that's it. It's it's just um, you know, this will be someone's first platformer, and that's kind of mm. your, you know, that, that that that's is that underselling it? Probably not, but it will be someone's first platformer, and sometimes it does feel like that. But that's kind of that's that's fine. I'll be interested you know I mean? to hear like how you get on with the yeah, like going through doing all the extra stuff because that was like that was always the thing with Yoshi's Island was that actually it was pretty easy just getting to the end of the game, but then it was yeah, and trying to hundred percent all the levels was was where the challenge really was. So I. Mm. be interesting to see if I mean, that's the case but it seems easier than Yoshi's Island yeah. um, but that's because you know they probably learned that, that, that we've learned as players of Yoshi games yeah. that there's a there's a certain flow to the secrets in the game so if you stand yeah. under a platform a cloud's going to pop above you kind of like Zelda you know you see a pattern emerge in the, in yeah, the environment so, you sometimes like. you're like well why have they put that there and then you run over yeah. it's like oh yeah because there's a right. secret and yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, those days do repeat throughout the levels but yeah. you kind of you get used to them and you look forward to seeing them. You go, oh, there's a platform there with two coins either side. What if I go in the middle and fire an egg up? Hey, like, <laughs> the, the predictability becomes a charm upon itself. And I, yeah, yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah, because you get that sort of, that feeling of like getting in the designer's head, don't you? Like you're yeah, on the same page right, as yeah. them and you're figuring out, yeah, hmm. you know, picking up like clues that they left for you on purpose. It can be a, a nice feeling, yeah. Yes, but I'll, yeah, we will go through the levels again. It, it might it may take a year or two, but we will get there eventually. And uh, cool. yeah, good times. Nice one. Um, yeah, so quickly, I'm going to talk about these these rare games quite quickly. I've been playing Banjo Nuts and Bolts again for the podcast. That's at the end of the year, but I wanted to kind of do it now just because. <laughs> so any ex- any excuse to play Nuts and Bolts again, <laughs> and I'm really enjoying it. Like it's a it great is, game. It's, a, it's, it's really good. I, it's, I liked it when it when it came out. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it, but I'm playing it again now with the mentality of just just you know just. I, before I, I was worried about losing time to making rubbish vehicles and going oh that was a rubbish vehicle I'm not going to get the trophy now I'm just playing it just for the sake of playing it yeah. and it's just so much fun like if I make a plane that di- no, you know, nose dives into the ground within two seconds that's part of the fun just <laughs> 
kind of blue peter it and see what happens you know what i mean and if it, if it all explodes just take that as a laugh um yeah I'm, I'm going for the achievements i didn't get before because it's a rare game and i need the rare achievements attached to my name for some unknown reason um yeah but it's just really good and um yeah as the show gets closer and closer to recording in october november i'm gonna be hosting a few game nights of nuts and bolts so maybe we can Cool. hook up and do some nuts and bolts in together that's that's pretty much why i want to mention it because <laughs> if you haven't played nuts and bolts in ages i want some people to play with so we can talk about it on the cane issue um so yeah this is your like your six month warning that i will be hollering for people to play nuts and bolts with i me. will need that- an xbox one is the only <laughs> problem <laughs> or a 360 hey? oh yeah yeah true yeah i suppose you just wheel out the 360 god yeah um mm, yeah man but yeah like i'm yeah that game i mean because i've never been a a, a banjo kazooie guy but yeah nuts and bolts is is tremendous uh, have you seen like yeah, some of the stuff people have made with it like stuff that actually breaks <laughs> the game and the yeah. developers don't even know how they've done it yeah yeah it's, yeah, it's mental yeah. and it will be something that we'll be talking about yeah. um you know it's hard to talk about visual stuff on the podcast but we will be mm. at least somehow mentioning it on the podcast because uh, some of the creations are just oh, yeah it's not just lovely yeah oh, and bolts well <laughs> uh yeah uh, so Playing the play banjo nuts and bolts, you can pick up rare replay for a fiver. And if you just play banjo nuts and bolts, I'll be happy. So, um, <laughs> yeah, cheers. But um, yeah, speaking of nuts and bolts and things that you make, I've also been making Labo VR oh, for yeah. the Switch. Yeah, I managed to convince my wife to pick it up for me for my birthday, even though my birthday's not in June. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's the same with Sekiro. My brother just like, yeah, you know that Sekiro is out soon. I was like, yeah, yeah. Do you want it for your birthday? I'm like, yes, yeah, March. He's like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's, that's fine so I was like I've got, I've got something going on here I'm going to start getting my birthday presents early does that not so, lead to yeah. massive disappointment on your actual birthday though I mean my birthdays are generally a disappointment anyway. okay well so right, I'll, fine I'll, I mean that's I'm, I'm is st- that because you get all your presents three months early <laughs> <laughs> no that's because I don't really I just get socks and pants this time I'm proactive I'm like no I'm going to give people ideas <laughs> and because they, you, they keep saying that, that age I'm, where you're like oh fuck yeah I needed some socks and pants actually thank you that, that's Christmas mate that's Christmas don't worry about that I'm proactive this year because we're my brother's expecting and his, his partner are expecting a baby in June which my birthday's in June so I'm proactive I'm getting in the presents now before the yeah, baby arrives and they're arrives, not going to have any time and then there's no money in June exactly yeah. that, it's all up here mate up here <laughs> to dancing oh, clever. what's the phrase this is the, this is the smart version of what James did with his kids isn't it that's true, yeah. <laughs> Instead yeah. of cheating your yeah, kid just... out of a birthday when it doesn't suit you, Darren's actually, yeah. Moving like, his forward. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, spring forward, June moves to March. <laughs> What's the phrase? <laughs> yeah. The daylight saving stuff. Spring uh, forward, anyway, fall back. I got the, the basic, you know, bog standard package because yep. if it was rubbish, I didn't want to go knees deep in it and go, oh, I've wasted 80 quid or Gemma's wasted 80 quid on some bunch of cardboard. And yeah, I got it last Thursday. And I'm 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 pleasantly surprised by how well it works yeah. for a thing that you literally push to your face and your arm hurts after five minutes. <laughs> it works. It works pretty good, and it, the the effect is there. Um, it is really blurry. The things in the background are really blurry. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of playing Oculus, but when it was SDK one or two, like that kind of yeah. level of just yeah, like, yeah. oh, those things in the background look like blobs. So, man. Like, that's is just... it VR or is it more just three D? I mean, it is VR. But it's not to the extent of PS or, or at the moment it's not PSVR levels. It's not you know anything above that. Mm-hmm. But it is virtual reality. You know there are bits in the Labo tech demos where you're using a Joy-Con to pick up a fish and you can just wank, you know wing it around at stuff and just go mental <laughs> with a bunch of physics. Like it, it does. It touches on 
what you've seen before in PSVR. It kind of gets close to what stuff you've seen before. Mm-hmm. But because it's a £30 bit of cardboard pressed to your face, it's got a load of limitations. And yeah. I think that's by design, you know. You, you are holding yeah. it up against your head and you're forcing it on your nose so your nose hurts. And then your arm's hurting because you're holding it. And then you're, you're trying to tap the, uh, the other side of the box with your finger to choose the menu. And you're like, mm. this is just, it's a bit too <laughs> intense with the yeah. things it wants I mean- you to do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like you said, it's interesting that, you know, like a year ago or whatever, Nintendo said, oh, you know, like we'll do VR when we've solved the problem of like, you know, it being uncomfortable when you do it for too long or, or whatever. <laughs> and their solution to that is to just make it so uncomfortable that you would never want to do it for more than five minutes at a time. But Sean, if, if, yeah. if your arm hurts, then that distracts from everything else that hurts. Surely <laughs> that's true. the trick. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's that, it's that classic technique. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I built that the, the headset one night, and I was like, oh, I haven't got the mental capacity to do another one in the same night. So I left it for the next day, and I was really begrudgingly doing it. I was like, mm-hmm. I've got to build this blaster. It looks massive in the video. How long <laughs> is it going to take? And it says like two to three hours, and I'm like, Jesus. oh, let's strap in. We're going to do this. And it took me about two hours in the end, but I got so into the building that I didn't. It didn't care. It didn't bother yeah. me. I listened to podcasts and stuff. I was loving it. I was like, yeah, I'm the I'm the cardboard master. I'm all over it. <laughs> And like the thing the Labo does, right? The game itself, the game, the the cartridge, it tells a little story as you're going through it. And mm-hmm. I don't really read a lot of it at the top. It's like now fold the crease, and now you're going to bend this thing, and it's going to be really nice. And it's just all in words above you, <laughs> uh, above the actual layout of the the in-game graphic version of the Labo. Mm-hmm. It's all really well done. It's like the exact hundred percent opposite of IKEA instructions. <laughs> IKEA instructions are like caveman drawings. It's like right, you do it. Labo is like, now we're going to sit down. I'm going to move your arms like a, like, like a golf teacher. I'm going to grab you by the arms. And we're going to do it together. It's going to be great. And you're like, yes, Labo, come on. And then it tells a little narrative like, oh, doesn't it feel snug in that little pocket in there? You're like, it does feel snug in there. You're right, Labo. You're cheeky little This is lovely. And it's just like, oh, and how about you fold the crease over to the left there? Labo, are you flirting with me? It's just brilliant. I was like, I was all over it. I was, I was telling my wife, like every time something like that happened, I was like, "Hey, our lab is having a good, having a moment." And yeah. She's like, oh, "Doesn't the Joy-Con slot in there? Lovely." You're like, "Yes, it does, Labo." And she's like, "You're just, you're just a child. <laughs> Grow up." <laughs> so, but yeah, um, the blaster is absolutely. Oh, it is like Wii remote levels of just like we need to get people to play this who don't play video games. This is brilliant. <laughs> like I really wanted to just shove it on everyone's face. Um, the moment I made it, and I so I text my wife. I was like, "You got to come down and play." And she goes, "I'm tired. It's ten o'clock. Can I just?" I was like, "No, come downstairs now." And like quarter to eleven, she's like in the front room, like pew pew pew, shooting around the front room. She's like, this is great. I can't wait. Oh, I'm going to do level six now. And you're like, "I've created a monster." Like she's not going to go to bed now. And she goes, "I'm worried. I'm squashing the handle." I'm like, "Don't squash the handle. I know you're enjoying it, but don't squash the handle." <laughs> So the blaster is a giant cannon yeah. that kind of rests on your face. You put the headset, you put the switch screen in the headset, you, and then you put that in the blaster, and then you push it up against your face. You've got the cocking motion of, say, a shotgun on the front, and then you've on the back, not the front, you've got a button rather than a trigger. I guess that's because it's kid-friendly. Yeah, you don't want it to be like, guns as a, you're firing a gun, yeah. it's cool. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, it doesn't harm the experience of the game at all. It's quite nice to press it from the back, you know. I, I, don't, I don't need things to feel like guns yeah. for me to, you know, I, that's not a thing I, I, um, I get a kick out of, mm-hmm. so to speak. Not at the age of 36, anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just... It's so, uh, on rail shooters in VR. I, I liked um, Rush of Blood. Was it on PSVR? Yeah, 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 yeah. Until Dawn, Rush of it Blood. It was good. I, I liked it. Um, 
but it didn't have the kind of level of connection as this thing does. And this is purely down to the cardboard. And I think this is the genius of Labo being in VR. Uh, or be a you know lab, the cardboard working with the um, mm. Nintendo's m- stupidity is sort of magical at the same time. Like building a gun out of cardboard seems really stupid, but once you put the effort into make it <laughs> and you feel everything going on because you're cocking and pushing the button and tilting your head around, <laughs> it adds a level of immersion that I've never really felt from VR before because it feels like you are holding that thing in. Like, yeah. It looks like a like a SNES blaster thingy, the super scope <laughs> in front of you, yeah, yeah. sort of. And it's got a very Star Foxy vibe about the whole aesthetic mixed with Splatoon. So it's got the okay. colour splats of Splatoon and aliens popping here and there mm-hmm. and everywhere. But it's kind of got like, the metallic shiny look of a Star Fox as well. And it just feels really good to spin that gun around your front room and just... They've got something there with the blaster. Like, if Metroid comes out and you can play some section of that <laughs> in the blaster, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all up for that. You know what I mean? Or, they, or you can build a... Something to make you, make yourself feel more like Samus. You know, you build a car ward that looks like Samus's helmet. And you put it on your head. <laughs> like you play the Blaster VR game, and you can kind of see what their vision is for Labo VR or just VR in general with their stuff. You kind of get an inkling. Uh, you get an inkling of um, just what what they can do with mm. their bigger experiences going forward. And this is literally just a, kind of a you know a tech demo a, a, a dip in the water it's interesting yeah, what you um, this is why sorry. I absolutely loved um, you know, Farpoint using the aim controller because as, mm-hmm. as silly as it is like, you just hold this plastic gun in your living room like just having that physical object in your hands and that and, and, and your brain translating that to like the virtual environment it just feels so fun oh. to, to use that I'm sure this does very, very similar things mm. yeah and the fact that you're kind of scared and apprehensive of building something that it could all go wrong and you don't you don't break it and it works like the elastic bands work <laughs> and you are but you are but you built something you've done it in your front room and it's just like it just feels so rewarding to actually hand it to someone and go here you go here's my blaster it's quite big and it fits that cupboard really awkwardly but how about go on that it takes up a lot of room don't worry about that have put it on your face little eight-year-old nephew go on it and he's like screaming and jumping around the front room with this <laughs> 300 pound screen in his hands and i'm thinking <laughs> This is good, but also you might break it. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but it, ultimately, really re- rewarding experience, even if it is really shallow. You know what I mean? It's kind of... It's interesting every um, what you're saying about, yeah, sort of potentially like non-gamers not being as intimidated by it. Because that is definitely a thing with VR, isn't it? Like, mm, like I, managed yeah, to get, I, I managed to get my wife to play um, Area X on Res, um, but that's it. Like, she's got no interest in, in doing mm. VR again because that... Uh, because I guess it is the whole like because you are like fitting something to your face and like and the earphones are in and everything and you're like you're so immersed in it that I think people find that quite intimidating whereas actually look it's just mm. a box you press to your face and you can just take it off whenever you want it's, mm. it's a lot easier for people to get their heads around I guess yeah yeah definitely like and um, the videos you can watch um are just that they're like 10 15 second videos of just stuff happening like deers eating cookies out of a man not cookies but like biscuits or whatever something something that's circular that's ot out of a man's hand and yeah. um or there's like penguins swimming towards you or there's mm-hmm. mario there's, there's a virtual boy one where you go inside a virtual boy headset <laughs> which is quite funny it's it's got some nice little nods in there um mm. to my eight-year-old nephew slash godson he he couldn't do the headset on its own with the Joy-Con, it he found it a bit too overwhelming from a control point of view. Mm. He couldn't hold it because it's quite big, okay. really, for his little puny hands. Yeah. And a Joy-Con, which you know, is quite good for his puny hands. But it was just like I can't work it out. So we put it, we put, we put the blaster on, 
and he absolutely just clicked with it a hundred percent. Just it was, it's so intuitive with what it wants you to do because it just it is you are doing the stuff that the game is a hundred percent asking you to do. Like to turn your head around to do the camera, cock and fire, shoot the aliens. Simple, but just it's typical Nintendo. They just they just do it just right. Like the levels don't last longer than a minute. They they it's kind of a roller coaster you know mm-hmm. it goes up high it goes down low it goes in the dark it goes in the light and you, there are some mechanics you can flip around kind of vaguely mario galaxy-esque you know with flipping panels and stuff it's it's just nice it's just good and um yeah i'm really glad i got it cool um I, i'm tempted to pick up the other ones just because who doesn't want to put an elephant on their face you know what I mean? <laughs> it's interesting how they've done it like they as if they got the feeling that actually people wouldn't be totally convinced so mm. they because most labo kits it's like all or nothing right and they're all like sort of yeah. 50 60 quid at least um whereas this it's like i think they knew it was a bit of a push so yeah you got the option of that sort of 30 35 pound kit and then the other yeah. stuff as well so yeah it's interesting so uh, is are any of like the patches out for for games to play them i know like Zelda oh, yeah, and the mario games, isn't yeah. but mario is mario Kart out already no they've only announced Odyssey and Breath of the Wild for the 25th of April, right? Okay, okay. Um, I thought the Mario Kart one was out, but okay, cool. No, they did that as a as a thing in London and other cities around the world where you could go to the arcade and it was in VR. So okay. The, the, uh, the yeah. Namco-made Mario Kart game was in VR for a brief time at some point, which I couldn't... But you, you imagine that was a testbed for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe because yeah. if they don't do that, there's probably going to be pitchforks and you know burning mm. steaks and stuff. <laughs> but the other two patches drop on the 25th. Twenty fifth of April, yeah. So, okay, we're awesome. Um, we're awesome to yeah to hear what you think about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I'll, I'll see you all next year when I'm invited back on, and I'll tell you that. I'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll just send James on another holiday. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right, you got anything else? Yeah, uh, briefly talk about these three games. Um, they're, they're all rare uh, related, and then I'm going to f- finish off with Sekiro, which hopefully James will carry on talking about um, in a more professional manner. Uh, I've been playing Sea of Thieves because, of course, I have. Oh, there's new, loads I took of new a massive stuff. break. Yeah. No, end of the month that comes, oh, right, but okay. I'm playing with my brother <laughs> to get him up to speed, so to speak. He's, he's, he's got into it heavily, and it got me back into it heavily. And um, he texts me most mornings, like, I'm on a late shift this morning, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, it's Tuesday, I've got a day off, you know what I mean? So um, me and Ivy, we just sit down, and then she'll do her thing, and she'll play in the front room, or she'll watch something on the tablet. And we end up playing like a couple hours of Sea of Thieves well, mm-hmm. on Saturdays when I've got daddy in my own time, and or maybe on a Tuesday morning. But we, I'm getting really into it again. <laughs> and the... Like the the way they've kind of streamlined it, right? I hit legendary when it was really hard to hit legendary. Yeah. But now they've made the game a lot more accessible and fairer, <laughs> like to the point where you, you like I kind of resent it in a way. Like, oh god, back in my day, it's well odd to get legendary. But now you've got ways of making friends on the seas now, as opposed to it all being hostile. Right, yeah. You've got the like, the skull forts are now constantly active or very. You know, happening more often than four hours a time, like they're every fifteen minutes now. So there's there's always stuff going on, and that they've just streamlined the experience to the point where if you lose something, you're not going to get over overly frustrated because you're straight back into it, or it didn't take two hours to get there in the first place. They're 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 really cleverly, um, yeah, just streamlined the game to be a, a bit more of a smoother um, smoother sailing experience. Mm-hmm. And then between the islands, 
they've now added like these new AI threats as they called them back in the you know back last year and it just seemed like the most ominous phrase ever <laughs> but it is just kind of like it is that it's it's an AI controlled threat and you just don't know when it's going to come because it's all they're always underwater so the kraken's been there since day one uh, but now we've got the meg and it's and it's variants the megalodon and you know the variants don't really mean much other than the rarity and kind of their behavior like some of them are really aggressive some of them are passive and then you've got the skelly ships which are just uh, just assholes, man. Like they're just they're, you hear the music goes, then you're like, oh, Ryan, I, I think there's a skeleton coming, and then two of them pop up either side of you, and it's like this massive galleons full of skeletons swearing at you. Yeah, it is all skeletons still, um, but it's just there's the moment to moment gameplay of Sea of Thieves has, has just it's changed massively because the sea the sea isn't full of absolute bellends like players. Yeah. It's just full of <laughs> some nice players. Some kids, because it's now half term, we've had a bit of grief of kids now. Like, I was playing this morning, actually, and it was like, it's a bit lively on the server this morning. What's going on? Oh, it's half term. <laughs> this little kid comes and I'm like, yeah, you're going to sink your shit, mate. I was like, oh, it is half term, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, go on, you want to fight? And you're like, no, not really. I just want to do my mission and get on with it. Yeah, we're going to sink your ship. And we're like, oh, okay, let's just, let's just get on with it. But overall, a Sea of Thieves is... I think this this is the year for it. It's gonna like this content update that looks like it's got fish in. It's got um the arena, the the, the combat arena stuff, and plenty more that we don't know about. Um, I've got a feeling that this is this is the year for it to um yeah to to thrive. And if if this year doesn't catch on like they kind of hope it will, then I think we won't see any more content for it because this this is like all eggs in one basket yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. And you know this is kind of um. I don't know if Rare are working on a second game or not, but you know, you kind of think based on this year for Sea of Thieves, like maybe the next project will have suddenly a load of new staff members on it, but they have been staffing up Rare to high heavens mm-hmm. at the moment. And you just think, why? Like, why? why? What for? <laughs> like, I mean, I kind of know some things, but I shouldn't know. Yeah. No, 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 right. I, I basically Sea of Thieves, when it was developed, it wasn't a game that had a lot of developers yeah. on it. That's what I'll say. Okay. And now they've got loads of developers on it. And now all of a sudden it's getting loads of content. Okay. Like you could, th- I didn't want to say it publicly because it sounds like a dickish thing to say, but that's the truth. And it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, they didn't have many people working on Sea of Thieves when it first mm-hmm. came out. And now they do. So you think, where do all those people go? Sea of Thieves tanks after this. Um, but I don't think it will. Like they're, they're, they're addressing a lot of community feedback and they're adding stuff like like the, the fishing we've been asking for since day one. They're actually putting it in now, and they're they're adding ways of people to play like with the PvP arena that feeds into the main journey of being a legend, mm-hmm. but in a completely different way. And I just think they're really if you, if you don't enjoy the adventure mode where it takes three hours to get one chest, you can just pop on for this arena thing and just have a blast. Yeah. Like a, you know, it's, it seems like they're they're evolving that game in very interesting ways. And um, yeah, I'm very excited for the April the thirtieth update and. Yeah, I mean, yeah, from, from an outsider, it sort of feels like it's been building momentum for a long time, not just its bigger prominence in like the yeah, Xbox sort of shows and when they have their sort of inside Xbox stuff. But, you know, last year it's it suddenly G-O-Fies. banged G-O-Fies. on Twitch with loads of big streamers streaming it. Yeah. And um, obviously, these, you know, uh, with, with every new content update, more people seem to be going back to it. So, I don't know. I mean, it'd I'm, be interesting I'm to see what's definitely like. excited about trying it again, for sure. Right. It, at its core, 
uh, excuse me, I need some water. It's cool. It's very much Sea of Thieves. Like, you're not going to get on a boat and suddenly you'll be, you know, up in the sky flying around shooting unicorns or something. It is the same game, but they've made it in such a way. Because, like, people talk about, like, Team Fortress 2 and other games that have evolved over time. They're like, it's not even the same game anymore. And you think, well, no, it is. Like, it kind of is the same game, but they just changed it enough for it to be more enjoyable. And that's kind of what Sea of Thieves is at right now. It's, um, It's a more rewarding experience. Like, so if you were to, like, crash and burn within five minutes you'll find yourself back on your boat within a minute and maybe you'll spawn on an island where there's a chest to pick up. Like there's a lot of quality of life features that the game seems mm. to have implemented to make you feel like less of a loser. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. Cool. Awesome. It's, am- it's amazing the number of games of service that it does take, or it seems to take a year, maybe more to just build out enough stuff in the game. I don't want to use the C word, but content let's okay. It's content. Um, to build that out enough for the the player the player base that are just voracious and will play everything, but then for the other players who kind of got a little bit of what they wanted, but they didn't want some mm. of the other stuff to do activities, modes, whatever, be it single player, multiplayer stuff like in Destiny, and just get it to the point where everyone can kind of log on once a day, once a week, and they'll have something that they just know, right, that's what I'm doing today. Go and do that, and then they can come out and they'll get the rewards and get what they want from the game mm. without having to kind of wait for patches to drop, wait for extra stuff or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, man. It's, um, yeah, I can't argue. Like even on week one, I did, I had a lot of issues with Sea of Thieves, but the core, you know, um, basically the Barneys I had on the sea were, were funny enough for me to carry on playing. Yeah. And that, mm. now we've got a lot more ways to Barney or friend with each other. Yeah. Like, like the, the speaker's trumpet is a thing they've added so you can shout across the seas from further distance <laughs> and like some so, sometimes i just play prodigy down the speaker and people are just like what is going on like i was circling around an island uh, a gal- um, galleon's grave outpost i was circling around it right and i had no intent i, I wanted to get, earn an achievement for sailing a thousand miles on a specific mission so i did I've been, I've been doing that and some days i just leave it on some nights i don't want to play it i just want to have it on in the background so i'm just sailing around just for the sake of this achievement right i am that person but i noticed the ship was at a galleon um galleon's grave outpost that outpost and it was a sloop so i thought right i've got a chest that's quite it's quite it's worth a bit of money i'm going to jump on this at the outpost i'm going to let my ship sail away so they they, they don't think i'm coming i'm just going to pop up and you know surprise them they were like, oh, where'd you come from? I was like, yeah, just uh, just jumped off my ship and my ship's sailing off. They're like, no, that ship's coming towards us. I was like, now nah, check again. The ship's definitely sailing away. And they were like, oh, you're weird. I was like, I'm not weird. What are you talking about? Handed in the chest because they were, they were quite bemused by the fact that I was on the island with a chest in their hands. They didn't really know what to do. So I got back on my ship via the mermaid and I thought, oh, I'm just going to go back. I've got to. I just went, woo, around the island like five times. And then I just heard on the microphone, you're really creepy. And I was like, <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> we just carried on sailing around them. And then people came back into the house and I thought, I can't be, I can't, I can't be a, a clown in this house when people have just come in. I have to turn the game off now. Like, but sometimes I just really go f- like full loopy on that game and just go, right. I'll just, just kind of just be an idiot for five, five minutes, 10 minutes. And it just really weirds people out. Like the, there's a song on the Prodigy album. It's called Boom Boom Tap, right? And the, what I, I played the intro to that. Uh, the end of the intro ends in the phrase, fuck you. So when I was annoyed with someone, I would just play it down the speaker, down the trumpet in the game. So it's extra loud in the game. And I'll just drive the ship into them. <laughs> boom, boom, tap. 
fuck you and it's just like yeah i'm gonna do that again spawned back into the game i was like right where are they they're over there right i'm going back in boom boom tap boom tap i just smash my ship into theirs again like the game is just like it's ridiculous absolute you, you could, griefer i'm so angry with these idiots like i just oh, you, you get wound up by people on the sea because you're just minding your own business right and these people just come along and they just do you in for no reason. You're like, why'd you do that? We, had the, we, we got the ability to talk to each other and like discuss these things because that's the kind of way I am now. But when people piss me off, I'm just like, right, I'm just going to go full loopy on this now and just, just wind some people up because I'm pirate legend now. I've got nothing to lose. I keep saying that to people. Like, I've got nothing to lose in this game. You can't take anything away from me to make me angry. So what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to make your next 10 minutes or maybe 15, 20 minutes just a bore. And I'm just going to drive into you again and again and again playing <laughs> Prodigy or just making weird stupid noises at people. Like, I wish there was more people like me on the sea because I would find it hilarious just for people to just be going around just playing their favourite music like a like a child <laughs> or just screaming at people. Yeah, the game's weird, man, but it's also quite exciting. Cool. Um, Turns out games are, in fact, art. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, I'm just looking at your list. Bearing in mind we're approaching yeah. the two-hour mark. Nah. Do you scrub need it, to talk it. about Donkey Kong 64? <laughs> <laughs> I played through it. I played it. I played through it all, and it's not very yeah, good. It's, it's not as bad as people make it out to be, but it starts off quite good, and then it takes a nosedive. Okay. It's not as bad as everyone makes it out to be, but it's still not very okay. good. Okay. And um, this is the shout out for Rusty Pup. It's now out on your phone. The guys who made Conquer made a new game called Rusty Pup. It is it is good, man. No, it's no, been... I'm gonna. So it won't be this week. I'm reckon next week I'm gonna stream it. But yeah, right. It is like lemons in that you control this, you don't control this dog, you control this hand that manipulates platforms around this dog, solve puzzles. It's really hard, but it's also really fair and rewarding. Give it a shot. Uh, I just want to say it because not people are enough talking about it and it's just a shame, really. And I'm, I'm in the credits, sure, but also it's pretty good. <laughs> so the unlikely legend of Rusty Pup is out on Steam and iOS devices that are really good. So, awesome. Yeah. Cool. Cheers. Right, I'll do mine. I have finally played Beat Saber. You um, have, thank God. PSVR. Yeah, thanks to Matt for just sharing his account with me. This is like, I've got loads of stuff to dig through as a result, but this is like the first one I tried, and I was pretty much stuck on this for a while. Um, yeah, what a fucking phenomenal game. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah being into um, rhythm games anyway, um, like I was probably always going to like this. Um, for those who aren't aware... Um, so VR game where you have your two move controllers, which are like lightsabers um, in the game, and basically blocks are flying at you, and you have to slash at them in time with the music, and they all have, well not all of them, but most of them have like little directional arrows on them, so you have to not only hit them at the right time, but in the right direction. Um, and then there's like different colored blocks so you know some you have to hit with the left saber and some you have to hit with the right and then there's like obstacles fly at you and you have to sort of dodge around and and duck underneath things as well which not too frequent but whatever um but yeah just what an incredible experience like it's really interesting to have a, a rhythm game where because there's so much like movement involved because you're like properly swinging your arms around you know you're not just pressing buttons or you know um or whatever like like there's such a large degree of movement involved that once you start getting good at it it's as much about like your sort of timing and your positioning like between the things you're supposed to be hitting oh yeah you really have to set yourself up yeah like 
and it's for just the next swat slice. Yeah, it's like you've got like it's like you know when you have like a, a graph <laughs> and you've got like points of, of data on the graph and it's like right, draw, you know, the line of best fit so that it sort of smoothly goes through all those points that you know. It's like you're doing that essentially. So like, you know, you might have a series of, of notes going like up, down, left, right, or whatever, but it's like but it's not just a case of sort of going like, you know, move in one direction and then sort of back to the centre and then yeah, another direction. Yeah, you're not back. zigzagging between the points. You exactly. want to kind of... Yeah, you develop sort of, a, yeah, a flow the between best, them. Best yeah, through, exactly, yeah. yeah. So a line of best fit, basically. And, uh, yeah, it's just fascinating and feels incredible to play. Um, yeah, it's, it's been designed in such a, a good way. Uh, yeah, it's because often if you swipe up, the next one will be a down one. Yeah. They're, they're not often like, okay, swipe up, now not another swipe up, because they know that won't feel as they, good. Yeah, they know that will feel awkward. Yeah, they, they've like, did clearly, like really clearly designed it with like, so yeah, like although, you know, what's flying to you is like a series of, you know, blocks with directions on them. It's like, you can tell there's a motion that they intended yeah, as a result of that. Almost. Yeah, yeah. It's really Definitely, fucking yeah. It clever. feels like dancing at points. And, yeah, and then like totally. often you like you want to almost dance, but then like you lose your, 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 your you know. So yeah. it, it, <laughs> I, I mean, obviously we've all seen the videos of people who are incredible at that mm. and it does look, it look like a, it, it, it's just like an incredible sort of choreography as you just said yeah it feels so good but when you nail it it's amazing yeah like I definitely look like a fucking idiot when I'm playing it I'm, oh, yeah, I'm it, quite it's, sure it's definitely that, yeah. the, the game that I feel the silliest but yeah. not, I don't care but yeah, definitely totally. of all the PSVR games I've played it's definitely the uh, the one where I know I've looked the most ridiculous yeah. whilst playing it <laughs> um, but I know like Matt you mentioned at the time when you first played it it's not a bad workout is it when you get to the high oh, difficulties no, like it's pretty good it's easy um, to get a sweat on yeah yeah yeah, sure, totally. yeah. Um, so yeah properly enjoyed that My, I think my only complaint is I don't like most of the soundtrack um, like there's, yeah there's, I'm sort of with you there yeah there's like a few it, songs that I properly enjoy doing and I kind of just stick with those um it also feels pretty limited as a yeah, like uh, genre well. wise, it's all kind of the same stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I mean, on PC, obviously, like yes. there's mods on PC, so people yeah. can put whatever like song they want and stuff. Yeah, but that's less obviously you can't do it on PSV. I know they have added uh, new tracks um, mm. recently, but uh, yeah, I think yeah, the, the library wasn't isn't amazing. I mean, it's just it's just good because the game feels so good to play and it's really fun. But yeah, yeah, yeah the actual music itself and the library isn't isn't massive, and yeah. I wasn't really blown away by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a shame. But I, it's, I I really it's, liked the music, but yeah, it's very much all of a type. There's definitely, yeah. uh, I guess, drum and bass is probably a kind of catch all for it a little bit, which makes sense because you're going to want a strong beat to it to kind of move to. Um, yeah, I've there's heard, like there's some uh, sort of hardcore stuff, and yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. So the, if you yeah, if you're it, into your electronic it music, like dubstep, it's, it's, yeah, it's dubstepy, it's EDM, yeah, it's yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. If you're if you're into electronic music and you can see the the divisions between those sort of genres, then it probably seems quite varied. Whereas to me, it does all sort of go to yeah, one a little bit. Very yeah. much of it, of it. Um, but yeah, and and, it, and there is a real weight to the the sabers. If you like, yeah. if you if if you if you move them so so to the two lightsabers like you know across like yeah. you know, the the moves vibrate and it yeah you feel yeah, like you're you, properly you, slamming tact- them around like it's yeah, yeah. there is like tactility and yeah. stuff to that which is really well done yeah and it's like because obviously on the one hand like you know you you're slashing up blocks that are flying out you're not there's no illusion that you're playing the music um and no, yet no. like it's obviously really key that you are playing to music there's something about the yeah the sort of the rhythm and and 
and how that feels versus just slashing at things that are flying at you. Um, yeah, uh, what else? I have been playing a game called Bow to Blood on the Switch. Um, this is also on PSVR. Um, how was it? Yeah, so I um, so I got it on Switch, and I, I did feel a little bit like, ah, maybe I should have got this on PSVR instead, but actually it's been like a pretty good toilet game, so swings and roundabouts. <laughs> um, so this is, it's it's really unusual. It's a game where, so you're like the commander of like a, a little um, ship. It's like set in the future, and you've got all these like flying, you know, they look like boats, but they, you know, they, they fly around. Um, and you... And like you, you know, so you're sort of at the, um, you know, at the back of the ship, looking out across the deck, um, and you have like two people you can command around, and there's all different stations. So there's like weapons, shields. Um, you have like a drone dispenser and, and, and other other stuff. So you kind of you can order them around and like mess with like your ship's power systems and stuff. And basically, it's this really weird it's like a tournament that you've entered into and it's like in a split up into a series of rounds and then for each round there's like two events there's one where you just kind of fly around at your own pace and you sort of get to like you know fly around like certain bits on the map and then you'll see there's like little events triggered and stuff um kill some bad guys get some points but then maybe take damage so it's just like a, a sort of risk and reward thing um and then, yeah, so you do that, and then there'll be, like, um, an event after that where it's, like, actually you sort of versus, like, one of the other contestants. Not in, like, a straight-up fight, but it'll be, like, you know, uh, there's, like, a central, um, like, shielded area with all these things that you've got to blow up for points. But in order to drop the shield, you've got to fly around and blow up, like, all these shield generators first. And then, so there's some sort of... You know, you can be like watching the other person, like, well, actually, he's now going for the last shield generator, so I'll position myself so that I go for the things that we have to blow up for points. And so you can be like a bit sneaky with it. Um, where it gets really interesting is that you have like relationships with the other contestants. So, like, you might start one of these events, and some like what, like, the person you're against will like message you and be like, look, let's just agree not to shoot the stuff that gets us points until we're both in position and we can basically split it and you and you can be like okay yeah and you can be like well no fuck off or like yeah all right you know who cares like especially you know it's like one of the early rounds it's like well i'm not looking to screw anyone over just yet um but then sometimes you can agree to these things and then they just don't do it like they'll just be like oh yeah no i was (laughs) fucking with you sorry (laughs) and you and like and every other like contestant has like a, a rating of like how much they like you or dislike you. Um, and as you get these opportunities to either ally with or screw over other people, it then affects like other people's opinion of you based on how much they like the person you're fucking over or helping. And it gets really interesting and, and like really involved. And it's like by the sort of like fourth or fifth round like you fucking despise some of these people and like you've got like um like you know like your your like proper allies who you will like protect no matter what and then people that you absolutely loathe and yeah, it's it's really good fun I, like the way it works is sorry yeah so at the end of every round it like looks so you know there's like eight of you to start with and basically the bottom two whoever's like the you know the least points um everyone then votes on who gets taken out um so again, and then that's where sort of the popularity contest comes into it a little bit. It's like, well, actually, if you suck at the game, but you manage to keep everyone, you know, on good terms with you, there's there's less chance that they'll vote you out if it comes to that. Um, 
yeah, uh, just yeah, properly interesting and just really unusual. Um, as I say, I I think in VR it would be really cool because obviously, like I say, you're sort of steering this giant ship around and being able to sort of look around. There's like cool bits where so you, you're sort of looking around and aiming your cannons and sort of shooting at enemies, but sometimes these like um, they're called like border drones will sort of fly up to your ship and you have to like pull out like a little pistol and and shoot them. Um, okay. Which is pretty cool, but again, loses something because I'm doing it on the Switch where it's literally like look in their vague direction, hold L, <laughs> yeah. and it auto aims at them. Um, yeah, so it sort of loses a, a bit there, but yeah, overall, really enjoyed it. But in terms of the other, the other like players, so yeah. do, do they feel like that they're, 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 they could be human players, or is it, it's like it's very much oh, it's, it's just AI? Yeah, it's very obvious that it's all just like yeah, sort of AI people going through a script and stuff. But like I've done, but, but, but there's enough. There's enough for for you, for you to think there is like you are building relationships even if it's yeah just totally a, and like I've done like a couple of runs at it now it's like it's it's sort of I, mean, I don't want to say roguelike but it is like yeah if if you're out of the competition that's it you just start again um, but things play out differently every time um, I don't know how many like playthroughs it it will stand up to but um, yeah it's been good I've enjoyed it um, as you were talking about it i'd kind of forgotten that this wasn't other, other players like real people you're playing with oh yeah yeah and it's all just it AI, sounded yeah. like the most anxiety inducing <laughs> thing in the world. like how, how do you how do you get people to like you but also like trust you and yeah i can't remember the name of it but it, um i know like cammy has been obsessed with this game and i played a game of it before where you've all like um it's like battle, it's sort of like battleships, and you were like sending oh, the ships from one. one. Uh, yeah, fuck. It's not like that game. You sort of subterfuge. Yeah, subterfuge, yeah. yeah. yeah that's horrible. Make like slide <laughs> deals on the side without people knowing yeah. to like you know help or or not help other people. It feels it sounds a bit feels a little bit like that. Yeah, but with, uh, yeah, but as James yeah. says, without the anxiety, without of, like, destroying all of your relationships. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there's definitely yeah. you know, there's like moments where you yeah, like your your heart fucking is like in your mouth because like someone that you've spent an entire game being friends with suddenly gets voted out and you're just like, oh, fuck. Like, I've lost, like, my ally. Lost, you know? a, lost an ally, but yeah. also, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's really interesting. Um, yeah. Speaking of cool of interesting, last week I streamed Hypnospace Outlaw. Um, I mean, I'm not going to talk about this too much. Probably, I mean, definitely play it. Um, <laughs> but maybe if only if you're <laughs> over a certain age. I feel like, like, when we were, hmm. I was playing it and streaming it and you know, sort of looking at the chat, everyone's like, you've got to be over 30 to really get this, I think. <laughs> because it's all... <laughs> so for those who aren't aware, it's a game where essentially you're on this this sort of fictional but very sort of like mid-90s style internet. Um, and it's all about those. Yeah, so you're like a law enforcer and it's like, right, you know, you'll be given a case where it's like people... So the first case you get is like people have been posting... Um, images of like this famous cart- cartoon character and it's copyrighted so you have to go to- and then it's like scouring the internet to find instances of where people have, have done it and feeling really terrible because it's just like you find it's like this one woman who's just posted drawings that her students have done of this, this cartoon character and you're know, like yeah fuck you go to prison um, and it, <laughs> like, it gets a bit more like you know the, the stuff you do feels a bit more worthy later on but initially, oh god, am I a bad guy? Um, but yeah, what a funny and weird game. I mean, if you're not going to play it, um, like obviously it's only on PC, um, then by all means, like watch the stream because it was a lot of fun and it was yeah. it was really good. Obviously, like going back and forth between like you know people in the chat and stuff trying to figure out what on earth was going on. Um, yeah, it is brilliant, and yeah, yeah. And, and for you know uh, for people of our age group, I think it is just brilliant. If, yeah. Yeah, a lot of our age, like Geo City stuff and MySpace. <laughs> 
style references and yeah. Yeah. old you know first first websites it's yeah brilliant yeah yeah really good stuff um a couple of quick ones i've been playing mech extermination force on the switch um so this is the one by the developer of the gunman clive games the the oh, <laughs> the right. surprisingly good Goodman, Goodman, Cloud games. I think yeah. a lot of people overlooked, yeah, but the, those games are like about fifty p. Yeah. every single store I opened up, and you're like, "This has got to be yeah. rubbish." And you put it on, you're like, "They're yeah. really good." Cow, Cowboy yeah. Mega Man, it's great. Um, so this is um, this definitely feels like it's had like a bigger budget put into it, um, but it's still hmm. kind of the same thing. But it's like a it's it's just boss battles. There aren't there aren't levels um, as such. Um, like, yeah, each level is just a boss. So you're just one guy with a machine gun, um, 2D platformer, and there is a giant robot that you have to destroy. Um, it's it's great. It's really good. Um, like, mm. I, I'm trying to think of like a, a good example. Okay, so like the thir- I think it's like the third one you fight is like it's just like a, a bipedal mech, um, and like. And it's like they've all got like a series of like weak points that you need to get to. So you have like a machine gun and you have like a baseball bat and those weak points might only be susceptible to one or the other. Um, So it's a case of like, sometimes it's a case of like destroying, like, you know, observing like a boss's phases and how it moves and like, um, and then like destroying certain bits to either trigger certain behaviors or to like clear. So, you know, like uh, there's like one where it has like, these sort of big things on its wrist, so you have to shoot them off first so that you can then run up its arm and then, like, smack it on the head mm. with a baseball bat. Um, but, yeah, like, so the, the bipedal one starts off, it's just a, a robot with two arms, two legs, and then, like, you know, you manage to, like, blow up, like, a bit of its arm, climb up that, smack it in the head, and then you realise it's got, like, another weak point, like, between its legs. So you have to, like, you mm. figure out that, like, shooting one of its feet makes it, like, raise it up into the air for a split second, and then you, like, dash under that, and then you, like, shoot in around. He's got, like, all the guns on the insides of his legs, so you shoot them off, um, <laughs> climb up his legs, hit him in the crotch with a baseball bat. And then he, like, splits off into, like... So he, like, splits down the middle so that one, like, arm and leg is, like, one creature and then the other arm and leg is another creature so you're like right fuck okay and then you've got like these two bosses to deal with and then you jump on one of those and you you know destroy that and then again the limbs just break off so then you've got an arm and a leg hopping around still (laughs) shooting out and it's all just mad shit like that um where you're like okay i'll just have to hit the hit the weak points that's fine and then you do it and it sort of leads to all these like really fascinating like transformations and um yeah. just constantly keeps you on your toes it's just really good fun it's fucking hard um like yeah uh it's I, i've turned it off in frustration a couple of times um but like definitely if you like your hard 2d shooters and you like interesting boss battles it is those <laughs> like absolutely like, how so good. how close is the, the everyone well not everyone the things that i've seen and yeah. read about it they say it's like contra meets shadow of the colossus that is, is that, yeah that is that phrase is precisely yeah yeah um and that, yeah, if, if you're the sort of person who thinks that sounds cool, like, yeah, you will definitely love this. It does look good. I watched yeah. the video. Um, yeah, look, look, look a good, yeah. good time. Uh, very quick one. Uh, playing more Earth Defense Force, Iron Rain, um, and like literally at the second to last mission, like the, the last few missions in that game are so much fun. Like they're like really drawn out battles. It's like you go through like so much of the game. Like I got to the point where like I can call in a mech it's like a panic button. If, like, if I'm struggling with a mission, right, bring the mech in, probably destroy everything. Mission one, absolutely fine. Whereas now I'm at the point where it's like, I've only got one mech 
and I need to make sure I call it in when I absolutely need it because it's not going to last the entire mission. And if I call it in early, I'm fucked. And <laughs> it's just, yeah, like it, it's gotten really good. I really want to play it in multiplayer. Um, like I know, Matt, we, we were yeah, threatening we to, do need a, to do it. Yeah, we need to do a stream because I'm really interested, like, because, you know, I mentioned like last week, or no, sorry, week before last, how the way the character customization has kind of been flattened out in that all classes use all the same weapons and stuff. But actually, in a way that, I mean, it makes those classes less unique, but it opens up more possibilities. And I'm really intrigued about the idea of creating like a support character rather than just one that has to shoot everything. So like if you guys are doing most of the shooting, like I'm using like support items and helping you out and calling in airstrikes and stuff. Okay. So hmm. I'm, I'm, yeah, like that's like what I'm excited about doing next. But um, yeah, really enjoying it. Um, that's yeah, me. it's reviewed really well, isn't it? I think. It has, yeah, it's like, done okay. Um, I think it's everyone's a bit, a, bit, a, bit, a bit than I may have suspected, but it's yeah, yeah. I like think everyone's definitely like echoed that sentiment that it's like, yeah, this is the game that's supposed to like crack the West. It's not going to do that, I don't think. Um, but like certainly, yeah, I can I can fully recommend it if you've ever been curious about the series. It was a bit weird, like you know, I was saying the other week, like EDF five, which only came out a few months ago, was on sale. Hmm. Um, which you know makes it a, a weird decision for people to make, but actually it, it's not anymore. So if you're on the fence and you've never tried them before, probably get Iron Rain instead. Um, but yeah. Oh, and it, it does Fantastic. actually. You know, I was saying like, oh, they've tried to put like a story in, and why do they bother? There's been a couple of bits. I was a little bit sad, <laughs> uh, which I wasn't I expecting. No, just like li- like little <laughs> bits of dialogue and stuff. Where you're just like, oh fuck, that's actually quite clever um, but yeah overall stupid good fun um that is me james uh let's start i guess with i'll call it the big one okay uh yeah i guess for me um as soon as Sekiro came out about three weeks ago i put anything else i was playing down and have basically been playing this <laughs> as my kind of game i've been focusing on mm-hmm. um I I really like first playthroughs of from games. You, I get that fear anytime I find a new area or a new enemy type of just how do I deal with this now? Mm-hmm. And I don't get that from any of the Souls games, Bloodborne anymore, because I know those games so well. Those are comfort games for me, for me now. Mm-hmm. Like the game I put on to relax is I'll just fire up Dark Souls and <laughs> try a different build or whatever, you know, just because I know where everything is and yeah, because I've how seen to, how to take everything on. Like this has been a thing on Twitter before. People are like, "Oh my god, how can yeah. you like how can that be a comfort game? It's horrible." And it's like, no, it's the familiarity of it, and because yeah, it's a definitely. game that forces yeah. you to learn it inside out. I I, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the first playthrough is the exact opposite of that, where I'll play like half an hour, and I intended to sit down and play like two three hours. I'll play half an hour, get to a natural endpoint, and I'll just be like, I'm. That that's enough for today. I I need to go away and think about what that half hour has been. And it's not like I need to think mm. about it emotionally, or I need to think about even what's happening in the story because this is it's fairly straightforward as mm. stories go. There's weird stuff happening, but in terms of the narrative, it's not like I'm piecing it all together from item descriptions. Yeah, there is clear. There's a clear narrative, a clear plot happening, and it's entirely uh, for me been digestible so far. But um, but yeah, it's just that kind of new area, walk in, see an enemy, do something I've not seen any other enemy do. And it's just like, right, okay, yeah, tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow, <laughs> not not today. Um, 
But yeah, I'm really liking it. I'm not good at this game by any stretch, and my first playthroughs are always like 20 hours longer than what people say the kind of top end of the range uh, of of the, your average playthrough is. So, mm-hmm. um, but I've done four, four five, f- f- a, a good handful of main bosses. There are so many mini bosses in this game. Yeah. You start off think feeling like it's uh, almost not. I mean, not quite boss rush, but it is. It gets to be. Boss fight, boss fight, boss mm. fight, and then you realize most, almost all of what you're fighting is mini bosses. They're not actually real bosses, and the delineation's a bit different from uh, Dark Souls or, or Bloodborne, where it was always, you know, health bar on the bottom. That's a boss. Uh, anything else where it's an enemy that doesn't respawn, that's a mini boss. Here, it's different, um, which is good. It, it keeps me on my toes and keeps me kind of having to force myself out of that mindset of how to play and how to think of a, a game, a character action game from FromSoft, I guess. Yeah. Um, Is there anything you've seen in this that you think this could potentially shape like the next Dark Souls or another Bloodborne? Is there anything you think, oh, this is such a great mechanic or does this tell you about where um, those games are heading or do you think it's such it's its own thing that... Yeah. Is that it, basically? Hmm. My my immediate reaction is it's his own thing because I think where this game makes some serious departures from those previous games in such a way that if the next Souls game or Bloodborne 2 or whatever was to just take from this and, and move on in another direction, it would feel too different. Even Bloodborne that is parry-based and is kind of dodge-based. This feels different to me in terms of how it plays and in terms of having a named character as your protagonist that changes the way the world kind of feels and functions to a certain extent. Um, That's not to say there wouldn't be learning sort of uh, takeaways Um, and I can kind of see that you know what what From were saying about wanting to craft a single-player experience where they did know here's the character, here's what every player is going to have uh, access to yeah. in terms of abilities, in terms of items and stuff like that. And therefore the boss fights can in theory be more tuned to not there are specific ways to beat this, but they don't have to worry about um, catering to a magic build or yeah. uh, you know a faith build or whatever. They can kind of... The, the bosses can knock you... <sighs> They can kind of knock you on your ass a little bit more um, and ask you to do certain things to get past them. But even then, I still don't think I'm great at deflecting in this game with the with the sword. But that hasn't held me back from... I've had bosses where I've, I've one-shotted them, first time uh, taking them down. Um, and I've certainly had bosses that when I've gone back, as I said earlier, when I've gone back and watched someone else fight them... I've found easier than they have just either because I got the knack of it uh, early on or the way I play uh, my dodge timing just happened to suit that fight a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's just, it's it's really interesting to see them play with some stuff you've seen in from games before, like with use of items, this game, like in in Dark Souls, it was always kind of a uh, maybe. There's an item that works for a boss, but mm. probably you're just going to want to rely on whatever your combat style is. Whereas with this, I fought a, a, a boss the other day where I I happened to have some items in my um, in my just in my inventory. I thought 
maybe that description means it'll do something here and it'll, you know, it'll work in a way that helps me in this fight. And sure enough, yeah, absolutely did. Uh, and I've kind of got used to not hoarding items for when I might need them and just <laughs> kind of using them um, as and when I see fit, you know, which is, which is nice. I mean, I mean, do, do you think you can uh, you know, place this in, in, in their other games? I mean, how do you think this, this ranks oh, uh, you know, um, where you are now compared <laughs> to things like Dark Souls and Bloodborne? So for the past, I guess, seven, six years now, uh, I'd have just knee-jerk said Dark Souls was my favourite game of all time mm-hmm. until maybe like the last 12 months I've started to think, you know what, maybe Bloodborne's actually right up there. Mm-hmm. Something about a new world for to explore has just resonated with me. And depend. I mean, I, I might be halfway through the game, maybe more than that, I'm not quite sure uh, at this point. But I'm really enjoying exploring the new world and that sense of that when I talk about that's that fear I get when I go into a new area I don't understand yet. Um, that's 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 a good thing as far as I'm concerned. I know that's not what everyone wants to take away with from a game. That's quite stressful, but uh, in these games I really like that. And so I, it will take a while and a few more playthroughs, I'm sure, uh, to kind of settle on where it goes in the overall order of the series. But yeah. Enjoying it a lot. Yeah, so. Sean, Sean, you know you said you'd never be able to play this game because of just you know yep. tiredness yep. and stress and that. That's me with this game. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. It's a killer, man. Like I want to play it so much and I'm I love the fact that it is, you know, it's shades of tension, it's shades of Dark Souls, it's shades of Bloodborne all merged together. Ah, oh, it I want to play it so much and I've reached a certain point. Um, is that the, the base of a mm-hmm. castle, and I'm just like, oh god, this just got a bit harder, <laughs> and I just can't. That's, that's a really intense in. moment as well, because you've got multiple paths you can go along, and every one of them has oh, something. It's massive. Just like what is, what is this now? Yeah, got, it's so stressful. You got, got the general at the top of the stairs. Yeah, like, yeah. I love taking down the generals because they give you such a good fight, but he's covered in like nine regular enemies, <laughs> which aren't too bad to deal with compared to other from games. You know, like. From software games, like you fight any enemy and they can take you down pretty easily. In this one, for me personally, I found that I could just rinse through these guys quite easily. Yeah. But there's enough mini bosses for you to make sure that you're always aware of your surroundings because they may just come out of nowhere or, you know, you know where they are vaguely, but they may just catch you by surprise. I think that's why there's so many mini bosses around because the regular enemies, you can just stab your sword in their neck really easily. And it's just, it's, yeah. it's just tense yeah. you, man. That, that, I want to, I love that noise when you grab them and it's like, oh, you pop the sword in. I sound really like, <laughs> Like it's just so much it's so satisfying to as as a Tenchu fan of the, you know, in the nineties or whatever it was, and been playing it again recently, I was like, Oh, Tenchu's not aged very well. But playing like this with the grappling hook and just jumping down on people and just doing some shinobi style moves, I'm I will be playing it again, but I whether I make progress or not, yeah. it's kind of irrelevant to my my experience at the moment. I just want to play it just to be a little ninja for a moment. Yeah. If I do happen to hit the next torch, then that's a that's a mm. bonus for me. But at the moment, I'm just so out of energy for this yeah, kind of you, game. You have to be on all the time. But what I really love about it is, like any of the bosses I've struggled with, and there's been a handful now where I've had maybe 10, 12 tries before I got them. The time before I get them, as I'm coming to the end of it, I've burned through all my health items and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm probably mm-hmm. not going to do it this time. But I get into a rhythm. I walk in that next time knowing, just like knowing straight off, they're done. <laughs> 
like they are they are done and I will get them into phase two. I haven't used a single health item. I've just got the rhythm down and I've know mm. where I attack, where I parry and, and you know, it just it clicks in a way that even now I, I know how to get through every single boss in any of the Souls games or Bloodborne, but I don't feel like I know their movesets like I know this. Like, it almost feels like when you watch a speedrunner and they go into a boss room and take it down in like 30 seconds and you think, how? How? What? Why can't I do that? <laughs> Whereas here, by the time mm. you're beating a boss, you almost feel like you can. You can't, but you feel like you can. It feels th- like really, it does feel empowering in a way that you feel like you've earned mm. that win. Um, and it's really, yeah, really something. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like, listen to you talk about it, it makes me want to play a lot more. But I, I'm, because I'm currently playing through Bloodborne. I, I'm I'm really enjoying that, and like if I have spare time, I, I would rather sort of you know like uh, farm farm vials or yeah. like, whatever I can do. But um, yeah, I, I I'm excited to get into this more because even from what little I have played, like I I love the uh, much more complex fighting model, and yeah, you know, and, yeah. and and the posture stuff. So I'm I'm excited to play this more, and just hearing you talk about it and and reading other seeing other things online, it's just. Um, yeah, it's really exciting mm. to hear like the, yeah the passion with like the yeah with, with yeah. what this game's doing differently to the other the other FromSoft games. Mm. And it's worth saying there's plenty of people who are big FromSoft fans, big members of the of this like Souls and Bloodborne communities, in terms of streamers and stuff, who just have bounced off this. Mm-hmm. And whether that's they'll come back mm. to it later down the line, like Darren, you're saying, and and it'll really click with them and they'll be in the right mindset or whatever, or whether it's just not going to be for them, but. Yeah, I sympathise, Matt. Um, it, it re- it's really hard to pass up being part of the conversation now, but yeah. I, I would absolutely say, yeah, stick with Bloodborne because there's there's nothing worse than having to try and bounce between two of these games where you're in the rhythm and the frame of mind for playing one, and you go to the other, and you're almost having to relearn how to play it every time. Exactly, that's, yeah. that's a yeah, real yeah, I don't, I don't want to do it. It'd do. be doing a disservice to second yeah, if yeah, I yeah. did that. And yeah, it's, 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 I can't read two books at the same time, and I don't really yeah. want to play two from soft <laughs> yeah, games at the same time. Fair, no, I can, yeah, they're sort of <laughs> two and like the, almost two similar languages, yeah, but subtly yeah. different enough that yeah, yeah, yeah. And because they're games uh, that yeah, demand yeah. such like you know a lot from you, this yeah. yeah. No, I, I plus, get plus the end end game Bloodborne and DLC Bloodborne, you, you're going to want to to enjoy that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Anything else, James? Awesome. Uh, yeah, a couple of quick ones. So uh, Sekiro's taken up my gaming time, but my toilet time uh, has been taken up by well, quickly Marvel Puzzle Quest. Looks been out for years. 2013, it came mm-hmm. out, um, and that's a perfect example of effectively a game as a service it's a free-to-play game um and it's one where it used to be i'd log on and uh i'd have like maybe a couple of things i could do Mm. usually would mean that i'd just burn through all of the um health packs that you need to be able to continue playing the game you know you know what free-to-play games are like um whereas now i can log on every single day they've added enough stuff so that if you want to play just multiplayer, if you want to play just single player stuff, um, you can do that. If you want to play just story like missions, essentially Mm -hmm. you can do that. And there's always something to do. So it is very much just a, I've got five minutes while I'm waiting for a train or whatever it might be. I'll just fire that up. It's puzzle quests. I don't match three game. I don't think I'd have to explain that to anyone. (laughs) Um, But 
they also throw in stuff to tie in with uh, MCU films and releasing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They've uh, got Miles Morales with oh, nice. the Into the Spider-Verse suit in, stuff like that. They've got Captain Marvel's on the sort of uh, loading screen at the moment. Uh, so they're doing stuff tied into that. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's a nice nice puzzle game to have where you don't have to spend any money on it. Obviously, if you do, you'll get more covers. You'll get higher level uh, covers more quickly, but you can just uh, play it as it is. Mm-hmm. And it's just a really good example of a game that's over like six years now, just built and built and developed and kept adding. And it's just, I think, it's a really cool game still. Cool. Um, I might download that actually. Yeah, it's it's tough not to recommend. I wouldn't suggest spending any money on it necessarily unless you feel the need to, but it's just nice and straightforward. Um, nice one. Speaking of not straightforward, so Guildmaster Story <laughs> is by a guy called Will O'Neill who made a game called Actual Sunlight, which oh, the yeah. best thing I can do, and apologies for this self-promotion, is we covered it on Cairn Rinse, Volume 7, Issue 311, and talked about this was like a, a mobile and PC game where it was really simple. You're walking around, talking to people, story-based, very nar- narrative-driven game. But it was all about this... Um, guy who suffered depression and was a a bit of a mess of a human being and it covered stuff like depression and suicide and just generally this guy being a pretty wretched human being in in many ways uh, wasn't a very sympathetic character it's a very hard sort of play given what i've just talked yeah, about yeah. there so guildmaster story is a match 3 free to play game <laughs> where you get 3 lives and after your 3 lives are up you can either wait 10 minutes for a life to regen or you can um, watch an advert to get 100 coins and then regen all your lives. So real dirty free-to-play stuff. And that sounds like what the heck's going on. It's, I swear, it's all part of what the narrative of this game is. (laughs) It's like you you play, again, a wretch of a character who has inherited a business that is worth a lot of money, he's rich, he's well off, he's never worked a day in his life and loses it all. And then, in spite of being given opportunity to turn his life around, refuses to because he's too busy playing a match three game. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's, I can't work out how many levels of meta are stacked on this, but it's like three or four deep. And I'm thinking, am I the mug here? Is, is this about me being? <laughs> I don't know, but it's it's really and it's really nicely done. There's literally a devil on his shoulder who appears up partway through the story. There's no real spoilers here because it's all in the dialogue of like level to level. So when you go to play uh, a level, it literally pops up on on his phone screen with a two like his calendar will have a notification above it saying, "Here's what you should be doing." But you're going to play this match three game, aren't you? And it's it's really cool. Um, yeah, I've just gone to the, on the iOS store to look at it and. Even in the description, it says, um, like, easy and free to play. The developer is a writer with no background in puzzle design. He literally <laughs> does not know how to make levels that trick you out of your money. 
<laughs> yeah, it's so like quality <laughs> gem tapping. You've already played a million games exactly like this for a reason because they never stop being fun. Because there's, there's like a, yeah. I'm looking at it on the uh, Google Play Store as well. There's like a series of screenshots with all headings. So it's got success, exploitation, microtransactions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm installing yeah. this now. Like, Thanks, James. Like, <laughs> like every every aspect of it just looks like your run of the mill free-to-play game that is just trying to to put obstacles in your way to yeah. fleece money out of you one way or another. Mm-hmm. But it is so much part of the game. Mm-hmm. And it is free-to-play, and I've watched a couple of adverts a couple of times just to allow myself to keep playing, which, again, by rights, I should just turn that game off and wait for it to regen. But that's that's the idea, isn't it? Mm. So Cool. Uh, yeah, it, it's. It, I think it's really smart, really smartly written. So, mm. um, yeah, Guildmaster Story. Definitely recommended. Nice one. Um, and last but not least, I'm only mentioning it because the game's coming out next week and I thought it probably makes sense to mention it now. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 beta mm-hmm. was weekend before last, um, I think. Uh, it, it was basically around the time that Sekiro came out, so it was a real hard sell for me to spend any time with it. Yeah. But I thought, you know what? I'm looking forward to this game. I'll, I'll play a few matches, uh, played one online match and won it. So never played anymore. Mastered my 100% win on. record. Yeah, that's, and that's it, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, classic classic me for the, <laughs> in that situation. Um, but I'm really looking forward to this game. It is so over the top mm. in terms of the gore and the just gratuitous nature of the violence. But that, like uh, the way I heard it best put is... If this game was Mortal Kombat 1 coming out now, there is no way there would not be an absolute uproar about it. <laughs> but it's built up step by step by step mm. from 20 plus years ago, 25, 6, 7 years ago um, now, to the point where like the upping the ante each time with how, how over the top it gets, particularly with fatalities, is it's kind of accepted and they're always keen to point out, despite the fact it doesn't always look like it, that it's supposed to be ridiculous violence. It yeah. doesn't mean it's not disturbing and off-putting and do not play this in front of you know anyone who's, who's going to be squeamish about this stuff. But um, in terms of what NetherRealm put into their games, in terms of single-player modes, in terms of uh, multiplayer uh, stuff as well, in terms of just having... Again, stuff for players who want to play the game any which way, stuff for them to do every time they they go into the game, every time they log on, and story modes that are, for my money, far and away better than... I just prefer them, and I think they are the the pinnacle of what fighting games have done thus far. Mm. It's, um, it's been interesting and- seeing how... Because I know like for a while Mortal Kombat was doing well enough but still if you were a quote-unquote yeah. proper fighting game person it was yeah, still yeah. sort of yeah. not really wasn't there yeah, it was yeah, <laughs> kind of di- dial a combo issue yeah. and yeah not animation not up to snuff and stuff yeah. yeah whereas it now seems to have really found its feet and and yeah as you say there are people who are like oh no i just play it for the story and then that's yeah. it <laughs> yeah. and um, I, I i heard so a couple of weeks ago i heard uh Mortal Kombat 10 sold somewhere in the region of like 10, 11 million copies. Yeah, <laughs> it's nuts. Street Fighter 5, like the last I heard of number of copies sold, this was a year or so back, mm-hmm. it was like two and a half million. Yeah. There's no comparison. Like Mortal Kombat far and away is the 
biggest fighting game in terms of popularity and sales. Yeah, yeah um, totally. That that's not a justification of it being better or anything like that it's just it's a big deal mm. and so if people don't like it that's cool but i'm really looking forward to this yeah, yeah. i think netherrealm have done a really good job with it and uh, and with all their games recently so cool yeah it, it feels like they really know its place now like yeah. in terms of yeah. it being yeah. silly and and whatnot uh, i think as you say yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting that sort of people worrying less about uh you know violence or, or whatever in games like to me, it feels a lot like, like there's, it's like there's sort of a, there's like less insecurity around what games are and what they're capable of because we've seen, like you know, you know, oh, but our games are, well, yeah, they are. We know that now. It's not really yeah. a, like okay, it's still a, an interesting thing to talk about, but it's not. I don't, I don't know. There's like less of a, a need to justify. Like games yeah, where they it's, are, it's not which means yeah, it's not so open for not not open for debate because you say there's still angles yeah through which that's interesting but yeah it's just there's there's a certain level of acceptance now that there is artistic expression if nothing else exactly. in the creation of of these games yeah, like so, and yeah. I and I don't look at something like Mortal Kombat which is like you say like okay really gory crass whatever you want to call yeah, it yeah. I don't look at that and think like I I don't want people seeing that and thinking that's what I like because people. Sure, yeah. <laughs> that's just not really a problem anymore. Like I, I yeah. can talk about the things I enjoy, and that is like separate, and that's fine. It doesn't really, yeah, yeah. All the stuff that's on the front page of gaming news yeah. in, say, Forbes or wherever, yeah. or Guardian or whatever, is not going to be the stuff that you think. Oh, do I have to justify this again? Do I yeah, have to go exactly. on, you know, the defensive again? Almost, yeah. So, yeah. And, and equally, like obviously, you know, you, you get to a point where it's like, well, yeah, it's really gory, but I can sit you down and explain to you why it's interesting and good. Like, like something like, um, yeah. you know, like yeah. Doom, um, the recent one, for sure, when that came out, yeah. and it's like, yeah, to a casual observer, it's like, oh god, this is horrific. It's like no, it's actually a really smart and very fun game, <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, right, is it question time? I know we've we've been going. Yeah. If you I mean if you listen on Dash Radio, this this ended ten minutes ago, but <laughs> <laughs> it's over. You're now hearing adverts. Yeah, uh, should we just? Uh, we, we haven't got massive questions. Yeah, we can we can blast we can through them. I think. Yeah. If you want to email us, it's podcast at thecomputergameshow.com. Ben Monroe has emailed, Hey fellas, I recently picked up a Game Boy Advance SP, GBA SP, and a copy of Pokemon Fire Red along with it. This is the first time I've owned a GBA, so I wanted to ask for recommendations on any games outside of Pokemon I should be playing. Now, I absolutely oh, love man. my GBA I was going to say, man, how long have you got? Mm. <laughs> now, I mean, like, Go- I, I remember Tony Hawk games being excellent. Now, I like them. I don't know if they're widely regarded as being excellent, but I, I used absolutely love Tony Hawk's. I think, and I mean, the second mm. one was brilliant on GBA SP. Yeah. Yeah, they were good, the Tony mm. Hawk's. They were isometric versions of the PS1 yeah. games, right? They are bloody they, brilliant. They were good fun. Now, it, 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 where, there, there's a WarioWare game on GBA mm-hmm. I played. There's two. Okay, right. Is it Twisted? It, is that the one that. What, yeah, what's Twisted the one that includes the really Paper like. Aeroplane game? That's the first oh, one. Yeah, that. But I, I think Twisted also had a version of it with where, where you turn the paper airplane with a. If you play WarioWare games long enough, they all <laughs> come back on themselves. Yeah, yeah. So whichever whichever one you was mean, twi- was Twisted the one in. that officially never came out here because it had like mercury in it, and it was <laughs> mercury in it. Yeah, had yeah. poison. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to skim. Th- so I've I've got a Game Boy Advance with a flash cart in it. Um, Naughty. Yeah, I know. 
Um, mm. So I'm just going to skim through and, and recommend a few things. So uh, Go Go Beckham Adventure on Soccer Island. Oh, it's a good game. fucking great game. And like, even once you <laughs> yeah. get past the fact that it's literally a 2D platformer where he plays David Beckham kicking a magic football yeah. around. Soccer kid or Marco yeah. magic football on the Mega Drive. Um, like, it's, just, it's just great. Um, Astro Boy, Amiga it's Factor. Um, again, yeah, just really good um, 2D platformer. Uh, what else have we got? Go oh, Contra Advance. That's a really good version. I mean, a lot of them are just very good versions of like SNES games. Um Oh, the what were they called? The that weird series that Nintendo did of like small. It was like, like bit bit generate. Was it bit generations? Oh, what are they no, called? It was bit something, nah, wasn't it? Yeah. Um. um yeah, they're, they're like fancy arc um, yeah, puzzle so games. Yeah, Drive is one of them, it's, which called? is like honestly one of my favorite yeah. puzzle games of all time. I think you can get it on the DS. Oh, okay, yeah. Um I mean, all the Donkey Kong Country ports are good. Uh, Dot Stream is another one. Uh, you can tell I'm going alphabetically here. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, um, America, the oh god, yeah, yeah, Super Super Circuit. Circuit, that's one, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. It's good one. Uh, Golden Sun, yeah. good game. Uh, uh, Gunstar Future Heroes, uh, X versus Sever. Oh, really? <laughs> nah. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the GBA, right? The GBA had a great lineage of making first person shooters. Yeah. Like, it had so many. It had Doom, it had um, the X vs. Sever, it had um, a Duke Nukem game at one point, yeah. right? And it had, it just had so many of them. Like, the GBA was so weird because it kept pushing boundaries that no one was really asking <laughs> for it to be pushed. It's like, we can, we can do this yeah, free we can do a game on this GBA. shooter on the GBA, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Is, should you, should you? Is X versus Sever. Better than the film, then? It's got to be right. I mean, yeah, I can I, imagine. I never watched a film, a but film? I, I've heard I, things. I know the game wasn't great. Well, we got Antonio Banderas <laughs> in it, and yeah, yeah. It Lucy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lucy, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Saber Wolf by Rare. I mean, I'm in the credits again, <laughs> but it's a very good um, a, a, a puzzle game. It's good, man, right? You run from left to right, and you get the treasure from Saber Wolf. But you have to use the animals who are like platforms and bouncy castles and kind of weird kind of, um, I can't think of the word, but they're all variants of animals and they do stuff in the level. So when you're running back, you got to think, right, if I need a bouncy bear here to get over the mountain, maybe I can run back from Sable Wolf quicker. <laughs> it is, it's really good. Uh, I, don't, I don't hear anyone talking about uh, it. Mario Tennis on the GBA is wicked. Um, it's like got a full like mm-hmm. story mode where you're just like a, a kid who starts going to this tennis academy. And it's, it's really weird. And there's all like interesting RPG stuff. It, so um, Golf Story borrows a lot from it, um, for example. Mm, uh, yeah. Advanced tour, right? Yeah. That's what it's uh, Ninja Five O is fucking amazing. I mean, it might be called Ninja Cop, depending on, I forget which region's which. Um, it's like either here on America, one's Ninja Five O and one's Ninja Cop. Um, just fucking brilliant 2D platformer, swinging around, slashing oh. bad guys, chucking ninja stars, uh, preventing bank robberies as a ninja. Really good. Um, the po- it's got to be Ninja GBA's Cop here, right? Because five O is an American term for. Well, I mean, police. they both are really. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess sure. yeah, Cop is, but it's mm. uh, Pokemon Pinball yeah, really good. good. I think if you actually really like your pinball games, it's probably like laughably childish. It's definitely really slow compared to most pinball games I've played, but yeah, really good. Um, huh. What else? Oh, Rhythm Tengoku, the original, fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Banger. I mean, I could keep going. I should probably stop. There's the GBA yeah. is oh, amazing. Super Puzzle, yeah. Two more, two more. Super Puzzle Fighter Two, fucking brilliant, and uh, <laughs> yeah. TMNT, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, game. It's a 2D ah. beat 'em up. It's from the people um, who now ah uh, fuck what they called. Um, can't remember. Never mind. Um, 
But they did the, the Scott Pilgrim game and a bunch of other bunch oh, of other yeah. cool stuff. Okay. Uh, tribute, that's it. Um, yeah, that was like I think that was like their first game. Um, but they made it like as part of Ubisoft and then left and started doing their own thing. It's just it, so it's not a port of Turtles no, in Time. It's a, it's a brand, it's a new, brand new, really good, um, just like two D. Oh my god, brawler. I missed out on um, this. Yeah, you can also get Yoshi's Island on the GBA if you want. It is a I, fine version of it. So I never had a GBA, but even the SP could play regular Game Boy games, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Super Mario Land Two Six Golden Fine. <laughs> <Fine, sorry. laughs> yeah, that'll nice. come back later. Good as well. answer, mate. That, that's going to come good back answer. later. Yeah. So yeah, uh, enjoy. Cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, it, it's got a massive, massive library. Really that's, has. That's what you need to Good say. fucking console. Yeah, enjoy that. Um, that's it for emails. If you want to tweet us, it's at Computer Game Paul on Twitter. Um, James Middleton at Wise Mids on Twitter. What's your dream place to do a live show from? Uh, the Lake District. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just, well, that was the, the, the holidays question, no. remember? That's yeah. really like the Lake District. <laughs> that's where Sean's going. Oh, yeah, everyone... Every answer's going to be... If I can get everyone yeah. to Ambleside for a live show, that'd be wicked. We'd have a great time. That would be it's good. Got to be something in VR, surely. You got to do it in rec room or something <laughs> stupid like that. Yeah, or Second Life. <laughs> no, don't that'll give me horrible flashbacks. I of... did a, a Second Life thing at university, and it was the most stressful thing I've ever done in my life. I tried to do. Oh, we should do. I tried that. to do a live musical, like an improvised live musical performance, but where like we were all just in Second Life and we were all doing it remotely. Except I was on a stage in the fucking Truman Brewery in London. <laughs> Like sw- sweating to death because it just wa- like wasn't really working. Um, and it was awful. Still got a degree though. Oh my god! No, no, no. we should we should absolutely do that in second life. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm going to plan that. We're going to do a live show. I mean, that yeah. No, now that you've mentioned it, that is actually really uh, funny. We should do that. So I'm never going to be on Final Games. I've resigned myself to that now. But. My my default answer to where do I want to be sent is Breath of the Wild's Hyrule. I'm not going to get to give that answer, so I'm giving it here. My dream place to do a live <laughs> show from is Kakariko Village in Breath of the Wild. That makes sense. <laughs> I think that's just a really, really, really nice place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shame about the frame rate, though. <laughs> Can't wait to do that in VR. It's going to be nice. <laughs> uh, six killer, uh, Renegade Six Killer on Twitter. Between Jedi Fallen Order, the Mandalorian TV series, and Episode Nine, how excited are you all for the upcoming Winter of Star Wars? I can't fucking wait, mate. It's going to be uh, the I mean, best, best yeah, fucking I'm, Christmas. I'm pumped, and I'm also kind of also. I mean, one the new trailer for the movie looks amazing. I can't mm-hmm. wait. But the fact they've also said they're going to take a break now, get us out. Yeah. The Mandalorian TV series. I mean, that that's going to be a reason to subscribe to that Disney streaming <laughs> service yeah. alone, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I've not seen. Uh, I'm very, very excited. I the for Mandalorian trailer sort of leaked, but only on like cam footage. I've not seen it yet. Yeah, everyone says it looks amazing. Yet. So, yeah, I'm seeing the footage of that actually mm. myself, but uh, just everything I've heard about it and just yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for Fawn, yeah, for for the game as well. So, it's mm. a, a, a mm-hmm. good old. Are you are you two? Are, are you into? Uh, are, are James, are you into Star Wars or are you you're not a Star Wars uh, man? I'd, I'm putting on my James hat here. I, so. The Last Jedi was the first time in a little while I kind of felt completely enthused about Star Wars watching that mm-hmm. film. And then the fallout from that film afterwards was just, I don't, I, I don't want to be around that anymore. I know what you I, mean. I don't want to. Um, it's just like how tiresome was <laughs> yeah, that. But response. equally, could just, you not see, I don't know, like the, the way I sort of look at it is like, yeah, but I sincerely loved that and like that film and. 
that in itself is an yeah, act yeah, of defiance yeah, against yeah. the people. Like, and, it's got and women in well, it. it <laughs> So. Yeah, and equally well, if if my reaction is right, I'm just having nothing to do with Star Wars. <laughs> then that's hardly supporting Ryan Johnson oh, yeah. and all the people that took, especially the uh, women who acted in that yeah. film and took so much stick because let's face mm. it, they're women. Yeah. That's the only reason it was. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. And, and yeah, that's not to take away from people who didn't like the Last Jedi. That's fine, absolutely difference of opinion, whatever. But it was just, it felt so tough to. To be someone who liked that film in the few months after. Yeah, I remember like it's one uh, of the few not, films, and that's someone who watched it, not made it. You know, yeah, it's one of the few films where I've had to like not argue with people at work, but like you know, a guy works like, oh, I was really disappointed though when you find out that like you know, like Ray's parents just aren't important. It's like no. That's the whole fucking no, that's point. Everything. It's, that's the point. Yeah, it's like yeah, exactly. the whole like Star Wars always made this big deal about like your, your lineage. It's like no fuck who your parents were. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, whatever. Anyone can be Spider Man. Anyone can be a Jedi. Exactly. As long as you got the, uh, as long as you got the midichlorians. How about you, Darren? Yeah, man, I prefer Star Wars uh, games as opposed to the films. I, I've watched all the films. Uh, I do like them, but I've, I've never gone into like zealous obsession mm-hmm. with the series. Uh, but yeah, I'm more excited for Fallen Order than I am for any of the other uh, Star Wars bits and bobs. But I will be consuming them all because that it is, is good fun. Absolutely. Uh, Luke Summerhays, what are the best and worst boss fights in games? Oh, this isn't a quick one. We could be <laughs> worst is something in Metroid Prime or or Metroid Prime Two because that game on the GameCube is a kick in the nuts if you're not ready for it. Uh, oh, what's the shit one in Dark Souls that everyone hates? Uh, it's one of the Lord Soul ones. Better Chaos. Yes, Better Chaos. Yeah, Total. that's down as my worst here. Like, I can't um, even remember it. That's the, <laughs> you know, I mentioned, like, yeah, there's bosses I summoned for and bosses I sort of cheesed. But I can still tell, like, I can still describe it, the fight. Better chaos. It's, and, uh, yeah. It's always a little bit of a worry with any Souls bosses where it doesn't reset the progress when you go back in yes that's kind of the thing you get them down to the last phase and then you go back in you're right back at the beginning yeah. when you get to the last phase and it doesn't reset that's kind of a nod to maybe the fact they that they know it people wasn't. are going to yeah. hate doing yeah. this if they have to do it yeah. again totally. I didn't hate that boss exactly. at all I mean I, I knew I had issues with it but yeah I, I did not hate that I hate some easy the ones which are meant to be easy which I then <laughs> failed at I saw you I saw you fall into pits a lot doing that <laughs> I, I did I but can't like, believe like, oh, you didn't have a moment where like, you can do it with your eyes closed. And I was like, why am I dying to this thing? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was way more annoying. I was like, no, just go to the back and it'll kill itself, basically. And, oh, it <laughs> yeah. Easiest boss. Um, whenever um, Bloodborne AD sort of games, and I was like, oh, brilliant, next boss, easiest boss in the game. You will have no troubles yeah, whatsoever. That's, yeah, that's Two hours one. later, I'm like, well, what's happening here? Why am I still stuck? <laughs> Shadow of the Colossus yep. has some of the best boss fights and also the very worst one at the end. <laughs> yep, agreed. I didn't hate that. I only played it through recently on this remaster. I hadn't, I couldn't get into it on the PS2 because of frame rate and the controls were completely mm-hmm. alien to me at the time. But now, as a more sensible growing up, I managed to wrap my head around the controls and the frame rate was fine. Got to the last one, and I'm like, "What have they done to this <laughs> game? Like, it hasn't hurt, it hasn't hurt my overall opinion of the game. But this last one is just, jeez. But the 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 flying ones and when yeah. you get picked up by a giant bird, it's just a, yeah. When you first. Is brilliant, isn't it? I mean, this is definitely like the least original opinion ever. When you first figure out that you are supposed to jump on the bird and you do it and it works. Yeah. Oh, it, and you just true, like it's true. Screaming. Oh, it's so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, best boss fight. Think, oh, oh, sorry. Go on, James. 
I was just going to say other best boss fights for me, or uh, favorite boss fights, because maybe best. I, I have issues with semantics and words and stuff. Um, but anyway, uh, favorite <laughs> boss fight. Like it's like when the theme of what they mean narratively gels with the theme of what they represent mechanically. Yeah. So like Artorius in mm-hmm. Dark Souls, yeah. perfect example of this is a decaying warrior that is still a spectacular fight, but you are going and fighting him at his absolute weakest yeah. and he is still smacking you <laughs> about the place. And it's just like, yeah, it, that's thematically just really well done. Yeah. Um, Bob Barber's fight from DMC. It's just, yeah, thematically, no, it, like it's a spectacle. It's, technically still interesting i think to fight and it's one of those you know some boss fights you think you don't pay attention to what's going on in the background because you're so focused on what you're doing in the moment that's one where i couldn't help but take in all of that and that was really cool, cool. that was the news news channel like fox news ah, yeah, style yeah, yeah. Uh, fight hmm. um i was just gonna say Very the good. last couple from god hand so you fight i forget i forget oh, their yeah, names sure. is it as <laughs> is it as real the guy who's got that's yeah, one. he's got yeah. the, the devil hand so that i mean that's just brilliant because it's that thing that um, you know, Clover and now Platinum do really well where it's like, here's someone who's got the same tools as you. Just like you. And, yeah. yeah. And it's like a proper sort of mirror mirror match. Um, and then the one after that is like kind of less interesting in that regard, but still still just like an amazing test of everything you've learned up to that point. Like I was like, yeah. when I yeah. beat him, like I felt like fucking electrified. It was ridiculous. And um, and because of God Hand, it's your version of that character as yeah. well because you've yeah, got yeah, all yeah. your own combos dialed yeah, in. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right, well, Matt. Yeah, okay. Um, Matt King at Clash Your Ways. Uh, I broke my elbow at the weekend, so we won't be able to hold a pad properly for a few weeks at Shit. least. What games, if any, do you think it would be possible to play one-handed in the meantime, preferably PS4 or Switch? I had to ask him how. <laughs> so he yeah. said, at, yeah, work, on Saturday, at work on Saturday filming at a skate park, I tripped on something and my forearm slammed into the concrete. Uh, it turns out when you shear off the tip of one of the bones in your elbow, the audible crack is particularly loud. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I, Why did you ask I've him? I've done that with my ankle. Like, oh, okay, brilliant. I had to yeah. ask how. Yeah, so, yeah, that's oh, how yeah it does. I sheared the end off uh, off of the the knobbly bit on your ankle that sticks out. I sheared the end off that. <laughs> Coming down out the back of a truck as I was moving house onto, you know, like when they resurface the road, you get all that loose. Yeah. Like, yeah, scree pebble stuff onto that. Just turned my ankle and it just cracked uh, so uh, badly. God, and, yeah, lovely. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> but it was an interesting question. I mean, like, are there any games you can really play one-handed? I was gonna say, like, 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 phone games. Wave, like, obviously, Wave Race sixty-four. <laughs> I mean, obviously, people manage, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you're, mm. you're asking the wrong people there, I suppose. But I mean, certainly, I mean, my first suggestion would be like anything that isn't particularly time-based so like any like turn-based strategy games is probably a good idea yeah but even so yeah. is there then like an annoying amount of like you know moving your hands swapping yeah. hands from one side of the controller to the other um, i mean Bay- bayonetta's on switch i presume the one that's true yeah it's got the, the single stick that, so mode. that's yeah. that's a good one yeah. um it's a good shout did, did the room games make it onto switch oh i thought they were didn't one them, of, i think the sure first one did right yeah. oh maybe yeah, yeah. Again, that's yeah, something that's so there's no time-based stuff. You can just kind of yeah, that's explore mostly, the environment there. That's really mostly cool. touch, isn't it? Um, um, that, you know, I was banging on about Gems of War the other week from the uh, Puzzle Quest devs. Like, that's perfectly hmm. good, and I'm pretty sure you can play that entirely with the touchscreen as well. Um, just tapping tap in on it. So that would work. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah there's uh, tons, tons out there. 
With so I presume part of the problem is like holding both arms around a controller that may not be a comfortable position but right, yeah. with a switch you can hold the Joy-Con separately so even if your arms like crooked in a certain position you could maybe still have a no, that's true, yeah. Joy-Con your hand. Oh, yeah. I, maybe not yeah. I don't know exactly the restrictions but that might be worth thinking about mm. Failing that uh, Beat Saber <laughs> um, <laughs> Sean Thomas what are your hopes for Labo and VR on Switch going forward? And do you think the Joy-Con updates needed to play hint at ports of Wii Plus games are coming? Uh, I, I wanted to ask this question. So what are these Joy-Con updates? So, I mean, I presume it just needs an update to play certain of the VR things. But it's literally that, yeah. Have they gone into more detail about what these updates do exactly? No, I'm th- I'm guessing it's because you put the Joy-Cons in various, you know, Joy-Con holders within the Labo, the kits. It needs to be a bit more precise and, you know, w- what you're mm. doing with them because that it requires a lot of precision. Yeah. And it needs to feed off the um the, the reflective stickers that you put on the Labo as well. Yeah. There's there's probably it's, I think they kind of this question is kind of reaching for something that they kind of dream for. Because <laughs> I, I, I think they let like port like Wii Sports and stuff on Switch. So the, yeah. Yeah, the problem obviously it's, is you don't have the um the bar under the TV to be able to sort of calibrate the movement to. No, doesn't mm. don't the Joy-Cons, the Joy-Cons not need yeah. that though? In theory, but mm. maybe this just makes that more viable. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. With the update. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah uh, but it, the the whole Labo thing does have um, a bit of a Wii Sports vibe going on, um, mm-hmm. or we, you know, yeah, th- yeah it has that kind of general Wii vibe about it. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me. But knowing Nintendo, yeah, well, you, no one knows Nintendo, do they? So who knows what they're going to do? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I would be all hmm. over if they release any of the Wii Sports. Games I was going to say, yeah, we've said that. this before, but like Wii Sports U was fucking great, and no one played it because it was on the Wii U. So it was great. Yeah, yeah like that, I mean. Mm. you could totally get away with just re-releasing that <laughs> but, yeah, yeah definitely switch sports come on it's, 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 we need it yeah, we man. need it um, that okay uh, we have Phil Waters as the last question what's the best weapon you start with in a game uh, uh, I, okay. I think that's have a cheat answer with. to this because is the gravity gun not still powered up at the beginning of Half-Life 2 episode 1 because <laughs> if so I mean done <laughs> <laughs> shout out that's not answer <laughs> That counts. I mean, surely <laughs> not, because one. otherwise you'd just smash you the entire about? game if it was. I know it gets decharged at some point, but I can't remember. If it's still uh, right, it charged up be... at the beginning of the episode, right. then done. Okay. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> the one. wrench in Bioshock, because it's just good fun <laughs> throughout the game. Ah, oh, but it gets better. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess yeah, that yeah. counts. Uh, I'll tell you what, I recently played for a Golden on the N64 because I've got a thing coming up soon. And I, I, I found that the best game weapon in the game for that is just the original PP doodah gun that you awesome get given PPK. from the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. You can just you can just rinse through the whole game and that. It's like, yeah, yeah anyway, I'm not going to talk Doesn't about it Golden just like, It, be a it just fires show, as yeah. fast as you can pull the trigger, right? So you can go, bah, 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 yeah, bah, bah, exactly, yeah, and it just rinses yeah. through ammo. As long as, long as you yeah. have accuracy down, you're, oh, uh, uh, you're safe. When you first fire up Titanfall, yeah, it's a multiplayer game, but stick with yeah. me. You get the pistol right off the bat. Done. Oh, the Little. the auto pistol. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Actually, in a similar vein, it, it was a- um, so Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Um, is it the M16 you start with? I think it's the M16. Yeah, that, ring, ring spell, that's yeah. like perfectly viable forever. Like you know, you, you go through like you level up. Um, all the way you'll knock all the guns alright brilliant and then you prestige and you think oh this is going to feel really shit because I'm going back to the very first gun and you, you carry on and you're like no this is great this is still like one of the best weapons in the game I've got yeah? I've got the actual answer it's the level one gun in Anthem isn't it <laughs> <laughs> that's the best gun in the game 
<laughs> we've done literally easy yeah yeah thank you thank you yeah. I knew I could do the comedy <laughs> somewhere God's <laughs> ever at the end amazing <laughs> Uh, right, is that us? Uh, okay. That's it for questions. Thank God. Very quickly. Oh, Scottoma said, I listened to an old TCGS where Dave was compared to Wario. What Mario characters would the rest of the team be? <laughs> All right. Wario is my de facto, because of six golden coins, my de facto Mario villain. So I always <laughs> identified with him. Right. And the other one, I always play Toad in Mario Kart. So I either get to be Dick Dave or Dick Donald. <laughs> and that seems like a really <laughs> shitty choice. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. I still <laughs> thing is, yeah, I uh, I think uh Sean you can leak you can be the key too, you know. You you are into photography. Yeah, that makes sense. And then um I'll I'll just I'll be uh yeah, I'll be I'll be Peach, toad. obviously. I'll be <laughs> no, Peach. Farley's, you're, the egg that, you're the egg that fires at <laughs> You're de- you're definitely the egg that fires at a bird. I mean, <laughs> out of I mean just your, just Man, your head yeah. on the side. Wow. And then Man, your head all flies you out. Who most enjoys having their dick repeatedly stamped on? Well, I'd rather not. <laughs> Definitely. Farley, obviously. Farley. Obviously, Definitely. obviously it's Farley. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, he's well into that shit. Yeah, like, let's, yeah, let's like so stop good. doing this. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening. Um, guys, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Um, did, do you want to plug Sorry, it went long. Kane and Rince? No? All right, fine. No. No, <laughs> Leon's going to absolutely destroy you when he hears this. Um, oh, he enough. does anyway. It's um, fine. I've been fired like thirty times, I think. <laughs> and the rest, and the rest, yeah, thirty times this week. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Um, it's been a long one, but I think it's been good. Uh, see you next week. And uh, oh, are we, are you, what are we doing next week, Matt? Is Farley still off or is he back? No, no, he, he should be back. Oh, he's by actually next week. back. Okay, cool. Nice one. I mean, that, 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 in my calendar, his annual leave runs out on the 19th. Oh, fair enough. Right, he hasn't, he's run out. Okay. Um, <laughs> China Chronicles. Unless, unless he rings you to extend it, <laughs> he's running out of days, he better be back. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, cool. See you next week with the full original crew, apart from Dave, obviously. Oh, he's, oh, he's yeah, got a so fucking no, murder me for the that. full original new crew, yeah. <laughs> new and improved Full crew. current team. What a this? Current squad. <laughs> Christ. Yeah. Good night. That's outrageous. Thanks for letting us be natural. Cheers. Goodbye. I'm very tired.